Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Welcome Hello. to Scooter Chat. Scooter Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Four hard wheels and on a one by one foot by one foot with a little shithole in gym class. <laughs> gym class, otherwise known as the Olympics. The Olympics. I, you, you guys are totally right because their scooter, the scooter day was always a rain day, correct? Yeah, uh, maybe. No, was it? I think I think for us, like if it was a rain day, we would do something indoors, which would either be basketball, which sucked, dodgeball, which was awesome, or a scooter-based sport. I feel you know right now, Andy. I feel like that 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 old lady in the wire when Karketty was mayoralling, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Any questions?" And that bitch is like, "Yeah." Is they serving tacos or blah 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 today? Remember? That? <laughs> How hilarious was that? You know, you know. She's like, oh, any questions? Is they serving tacos, or macaroni today, or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> She's sitting there, hunched over, head cocked. That's all she cared about. She didn't care about the politics of nothing. She cared about the politics of what she was eating. <laughs> but anyway. I feel like, I feel like scooter, uh, scooter days were always in-between days. Like, yeah. I don't know. You guys, like, if, if you would have, like, like, maybe, like, three or four weeks of indoor hockey or three or four weeks of indoor sure. soccer. Right. Or volleyball. And, like, to kind of just even out the days, you know, maybe they just throw in scooters. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when you, yo, you saw that scooter stack being wheeled out, right? You got oh, excited. Yeah. Like or, I said, first boner, it was first like boner. that end, end of the year stuff, you know? Right. Like the gym, yeah, like, gym oh, teachers so stopped like, giving a shit. Let's just play with scooters. <laughs> yeah, now that I, I didn't, I didn't have this realization till just right now. Mm-hmm. I think the scooters were were a way of equalizing the athletic abilities of everybody. Everybody That's had the true. same handicap. So yes. anybody could be a star on in scooter yes. hockey or scooter dodgeball. Yes. Well, but think about it though. But it was even more challenging to sit your ass on that scooter and foot around, you know, get your footy on. Right. And it was doing anything standing up. Yeah. You know. It's true. And a hell of fun, hell of fun. I can't pretend like, yeah, to know what they do. Elementary now. school murder ball. It was <laughs> like yes. I'm sure there are some paraplegics who would take on bridge with that. Yeah, and some boat trip hydro heads that were like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> about that, right? Now. <laughs> 
who agree with me and hello hello Andy hello Tim hello Lee so I was inspired tonight because we got kind of uh, bamboozled by talking about you know Mark when Mark calls in he takes over you know what I mean and he I think he's only watched four episodes of Game of Thrones or like random episodes too so there's nothing you contribute, and we 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 all know how much it frustrates him to just lay in the cut and hear us babbling on about stuff he doesn't know about. You know what I mean? I I fell off the show last week. You and, did because I addressed you. I was like, oh wait, you must be. Gone. And I was like, Skype Skype cut me out, and I was so damn tired. I was just I just decided to go to bed. Mark was talking. I figured he'll be good for another hour and a half. <laughs> they won't even know I'm gone. <laughs> we will table the Game of Thrones discussion for next week. Yes, um, and which I which I think is a a this is a good point to be at too because we're talking about the last two episodes, episodes eight and nine, mm-hmm. uh, collectively. Right together, as in right. episodes together and us together, which is pretty good instead of talking about just one episode or the whole season in general, which we kind of mm-hmm. did two weeks ago or three weeks ago before that, to segue into the final episode, so we'll have a podcast, which is this weekend, and we'll talk about it promptly thereafter, I'm sure, and talk cumulatively about the whole series as a whole when that comes in, and hopefully we can get Grantham involved, too. So we'll have finale season series discussions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then we will not speak again for another year. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, after three three weeks... I will be every Monday evening. (laughs) After three weeks, I'm I'm kind of... I'm kind of sick of you guys, actually, after three weeks. I'm like... No. I got your text, Lee, and I'm like, Jesus, again? <laughs> Seven days <laughs> later? Wait. Oh, God. What does Lee want? Yes, Lee. I got uh, Yes, I ordered that Mondo thing. Sure. My number. I'm of it. I follow their Twitter. I got it. Pre-ordered. <laughs> Thank you. That Hellboy's dope. Yes, yes. Awesome. I got both. The colored one and the fucking black and white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so before we before we start talking about the show, um, I came in to Game of Thrones. Oh, is that what we're on for? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have no other reason to be here. <laughs> you, you don't like me. I don't like you. <laughs> sure. Um, we have one commonality. In I would I would rather be watching the hockey post game. Here, <laughs> mono, monotone Canadians uh, talk here. about how they. Had a lot of fun, and they were really digging oh, yeah? in and just playing one game at a time. Pierre, thank you, Pierre. You know, we had a lot of good opportunities we took advantage of. And then the other guy will say, you know, we had a lot of opportunities we didn't take advantage of. <laughs> we're just playing one game at a time and having fun out there. Yeah. Back to you, Pierre. So the next morning, I came in to check my computer and... Uh, shut down the talk shoe window because I left it running. Yeah. There was, I don't know. Did you guys see there was a guy in the chat room? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about that guy. He was trying to call in 
Yes. But because I wasn't here, I couldn't unmute him. And then mm-hmm. in the chat room, he's like complaining that, right. that he's being oppressed or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that guy was so over the place. I was like, well, I mentioned it. I was like, well, there's a guy on fire in that chat room. And then he said something at the end. He wrapped it up by saying, you guys aren't nerds. You're just... Yeah, you guys ain't nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) I see see our friend Mark Walters uh, more frequently than you guys do. But when he has some grief built up, he will fucking tidal wave on you. He will tsunami you with yes. his grievances. And when there's something like a convention, you know, <laughs> right? and he is just unloading his grievances, boy, it's not going to stop until, until de- total well, devastation. Like, like, like the next day, 10,000 Malaysians are dead for no reason. And you know right. why. No one else does. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I could kind of tell that that was going to be the theme of the podcast for the next, sure. you know. <laughs> You'd be stuck in that vortex. Helping, yeah. helping Mark uh, find solutions to basic human interactions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to so, um, so how long – yeah, so when you close down that window – because I was actually, I, 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 I hung up after a while, too, because I got tired. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I loaded it up the next day to see if it had been published, and it was not. So I, w- I was thinking, oh, well, that was probably, since Tim fell off, maybe it's going to be a lost episode, you know, that we'll never hear. Yeah. Has it been published, Tim? Let me double check. It did. It did. Oh, I think later did. that afternoon. Okay. But I think it doesn't. That doesn't happen until you close down the window, which you didn't do until the next morning. Correct. Correct. Right. Speaking of Game of Thrones podcasts, there's a bunch that I listen to now for fun. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're all pretty short. You know, I think the longest ones maybe an hour and a half or something like that. Right. And I, I know Andy listens to a couple as well. Even one that I recommended to him. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. There's some of them that are really good, and there's some of them that are really fucking lame as fuck. But a lot of them are fairly entertaining, which I, I definitely appreciate. Yeah, the, format, the format is similar to what we do, and it's probably similar to any conversation that breaks out like in an office place where you have book readers and TV watchers kind of sure. uh, discussing the, the differences and stuff. Well, that, that's why I think that, you know, that Watch the Thrones, that one from Grantland, that mm-hmm. it's it's set up in a different way, you know what I mean? It's like it's like segmentized, you know, where it's an hour long and then twenty minutes is devoted to this, twenty minutes is devoted to that, twenty minutes is devoted to that, and that's it. They're done. They don't just drone on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And there's that vocal well, cry bitch, of course. Yeah. The yeah. um. That's right. The format of that one um, yeah. is yeah. one one TV viewer plus one book viewer, and it's it's four people total, and they they all switch off, right? Right, right. Well, they they, they like kind of have a it's like all topicized a little bit, which is kind of cool, you know, because you you got 
the one guy talking to the other guy, and they're just like kind of just like TV fans, you know what I mean? They're just talking about, oh, it's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then they have that vocal fried chick come in who's extremely knowledgeable on stuff, mm-hmm. very concise, and she'll talk about one aspect of it. And then they have one guy who's like kind of extremely nerdy and kind of like, uh, 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 but he's he's really, he, he knows his shit, but then he goes into kind of, he they kind of pick like a a thing to kind of a theme to kind of talk about and relate to when it, that is pertinent to the episode, which is kind of interesting as well. Instead of just doing a straightforward hour long podcast, just breaking down every moment of every you know what I'm saying, every beat as a continuous but thing. The the other one I like is uh, Cast of Kings, which has been around since season two. Yeah, so I've been. Um, of a subscriber to that. I think I am. Yeah. That's the one I've been listening. That was my Game of Thrones podcast for... Yeah, Cast of Kings. Yes, 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 yes. They're pretty good. Yes. Yeah, for the last three... Oh, yeah, for the last three or four years. So that's the one I, I've been listening to. And that's sure. more of the format you're talking about, where it's just kind of a synopsis and an, an analysis with one TV viewer. Most of them are like that. Most of them are definitely yeah. like that. Here's the ones I listen to. Uh, Boars, Gore, and Swords, a Game of Thrones podcast. It's two like wannabe comedian guys that are pretty interesting that just kind of randomly talk about stuff about the episode. Cast of Thrones, you've heard of that one, of course. Then there's Cast right. of Kings. Then there's Game of Owns, which is pretty good. You heard Game of Owns? No, I don't know that one. Game of Owns is pretty good. Those guys are pretty uh, pretty versed and they're pretty entertaining. And then there's Game of Thrones, the podcast, which is fairly decent. Then there's Game of Microphones, which is pretty good as well. And uh, that uh, Watch the Throne. So that, that, those are the ones I listen to on a kind of a weekly basis. Wow. Like that. They, they offer, yeah, well, I try to listen to as many as possible. There's tons of them out there, obviously, us being one of them that no one will listen to, but that's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's some out there that are just fucking awful. Oh, my God. This is Terrible, terrible rapport, terrible audio, terrible post. Post this with no most, my friend. And then there's uh, Snoop Dogg's GG Double GN podcast, you know. Got that on here. You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I'm just listening to my podcast I listen to on the daily. Joe Rogan, of course. Uh, stuff you should know, stuff you missed in history class, stuff to blow your mind, all this stuff that anything, you know, all this stuff podcasts. Mm-hmm gravitate towards all that shit and the uh, uh i'm telling you what the uh, uh um stuff you missed in history class are hosted by it's always hosted by chicks it's mm-hmm. always kind of like you always kind of think they're sexy just by hearing the voices but of course they probably look awful as shit and wear you know ironic brenda glasses or something like that scooby-doo-ish type of thing but i very cool i i sometimes like to look up what they look like but not i don't do that anymore because i like to have that relationship with podcasters where I just like their voice and I don't want to yeah. know what they look like. Andy, it's better that way. Yeah, I think so. It's better that way. Especially if you want a nocturnal emission. Better yeah. Such an asshole. Okay, I gotta... You sound cute. You I thought about this just because I thought I thought on the off chance that we were going to have a Game of Thrones discussion. There are two. I had two oh snap moments from this past episode, and here they are. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Should we start with episode eight first? 
No, because what, I need what to get is, what this is, out of well, How are I, we going to hey, – wait, well, listen, 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 listen. How are we going to define ourselves when it comes to this? Are we just going to talk randomly? Or are we going to have some kind of – wait, who am I talking to? The charm? To? This is going to be random. Charm, go ahead, go ahead. I think the charm of our podcast is we have no fucking format. No format, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm trying to – yeah, yeah. God, I'm, I'm yeah. too corrupted by people who have their shit together. Sorry. Yeah, it, you're kind of you're kind of seduced into this. Oh, maybe we should talk about it. In the <laughs> we no, can do fuck that. that. We no, can do that, no, right? we're not going to do that because <laughs> I need to start this off with my two oh snap moments from this past yes. episode. The and first I, was, and then I'll the first was the formation. Uh, the first was the slapping game. Remember the slapping game? The the yes, sand snakes are playing. Game. Yes. Oh yeah. And when um. The most beautiful woman in Dorne hauls off and hits her sister in Fantastic. the face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I was up off my chair going, oh yeah, take that. <laughs> and my second was, how much for your little clam? Those were my two oh, holy holy yeah. shit moments. Even though there are more obvious ones, and wow, but, those those two got the biggest response out of me. Well, wow, so uh, fucking uh, Swint there, right? That's his name, mm-hmm. right? Well, like they had to make him just more, just, just you had to hate him more. Yeah. By throwing that in there, right? Like you didn't hate him enough. Yeah. You had to hate him more. Which I loved hating him more, which is awesome, of course. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. zero surprise to me. He's like younger. What? He's like, no. Nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, this fucking creepoid, you know? I fucking loved it. It's great. A man um, after my own heart. How yeah, what? Hot, though. I didn't when, say that. When, when she brought out the girl that she said was the most expensive girl in all of Dorn, how hot was mm-hmm. that girl? I no. don't remember her. No, which one was that? First one? The very last one. No. Before it no. goes, oh! Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was the third one. I think. No, that's the little chick. The third one no. was a little girl. No, there were three, and yes. then she brought out a little girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. No, that wasn't uh, the kid from Jurassic Park and his hot sister. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. <clears throat> Don't scare me. Uh, speaking of Jurassic Park, well, wow. no, 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 no. if you really missed out on it, 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 those these youngins out there who really missed out on, and if you were feeling nostalgic about watching Jurassic Park in uh, anticipation for the soon to be the biggest piece of shit movie I probably will ever witness, Jurassic World, you will have no problem finding and watching Jurassic Park, and its subsequent. Yes, I'm saying that on purpose. Sequels. Now, they are everywhere. They're on TV. Yeah. They're on demand. They're everywhere. So if you want to catch up on your, 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 you know, your JP trilogy, you can do it so fucking easily. I'll turn it on right now. I'll turn on Stars right now. It'll be on. I'll turn on Stars oh, fucking Dinosaur and it'll be on. Tim, I just hit my DVR, and you're right. The, that, the most expensive prostitute is the finest. Let me see. Yo, send me that. Her hair, her hair is a little whack though. She's got like the Princess Leia uh, double, double ponytail. That's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. But her <laughs> outfit has underboob, and I'm a big fan. Oh, of the yeah, underboob. What is it about? Hey, what is it about underboob? What is it about underboob that that you know that kind of is just such a sexy fucking thing? Mm. It's a fresh perspective. I think you. Are yes. we looking for a little, a little, little sweaty hot pocket to like you know? Or are we thinking like, yeah, when we're fucking that shit in whatever position, that shit's gonna just we're gonna see under the boob kind of deal. You get that kind of. You know what I'm saying? Because if girls don't have the underboob, you're not going to get that. That's just like a little added bonus of the kind of uh, motion I think of it's, the ocean. I think it's like Tim saying it's a it's a rare perspective. Like you can see the overboob fairly frequently, but the underboob is very – that's pretty secret. No, no, I'm just saying in general practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying completely – naked and all that stuff like that. There's more. There's more boob. Like kind of. There's a more boob realm in which to explore visually. I think. Do you guys agree with me on that? When it comes to well, under boobage. Well, on HBO they have really exploited the uh, side boob. You see side boob pretty frequently. Sure. Sure, but side boob um, implies anything. I'm talking about under under boobage. I, I think under boobage implies cleavage too. Yes. No. Yes, I think so because if a girl didn't have under boobs, she'd have like kind of just kind of mosquito bites or something that wouldn't, or something that just wouldn't make an under boob. It's more of a it's more of a natural event than it is one that you can produce surgically. I think clothing wise, there aren't many garments that can showcase both cleavage and underboob. It's one or the other. Right. It's one or the other. Yeah, that's what you, I'm saying. You, you don't you there isn't anything really available off the rack that highlights the underboob. And so the garment has to be specially made, I think. Mm-hmm. And yes. that makes it a little more special. Right. Mm. And how much worse like than showing everybody my underboner. My underboner. So when you have, uh, you know, when chicks wear those, uh, which is infinitely exciting to all males, of course, when they wear the chicks that wear the dresses or shirts or whatever the fuck that be all the way down to their fucking abdomen, per se, let's say, and then you see the left and the right, I think you're more excited when you see under boobage when it comes to that than anything else, right? Because it's hard to wear a bra with any of that stuff like that. And I think that titillates us as members of the uh, male species. I'm going to give you about 30 more seconds on this topic, and then we're going to move on. I'm just saying. Good stuff. Good stuff. Shall we go all the way back to Episode 8? I'm sorry. Episode 8, yeah. Let's start with Episode 8. Now, what happened in Episode 8 again? (laughs) What happened there again? Oh, okay. So, Episode 8. The uh, zombie oh, Hard home. Hard home. And that's what I call the place where I live. Hard home. Mm-hmm. Always hard. Always home. So, kind of spoke to me in that. I knew it was going to be good just based on those things. Myself. Hard uh, home I think wherever Grant Gould is. <laughs> so, hard home. Hard home is significant because it is a treat. It was a buried treat. For yes. TV viewers and 
book watchers. Right, because it went places that book watchers, as you say, or readers, yes. <laughs> or viewers, book readers, <laughs> or listeners like me, right? Uh, yeah. it went above and beyond with that stuff. Because in the yep. books, spoilers, fucking literati out there, they fucking Jara and fucking uh, Tyrion are fucking hanging out outside of Marine. They're not even in there yet. They're like waiting to get in. They're behind right. the velvet rope to Marine. You know what I mean? He hasn't even tackled that yet. So there's been no interaction between those two characters at all. And what I mean is Tyrion and fucking the Khaleesi there. Right? Yeah. At all. Unless I'm missing something, unless I just fell asleep while listening to that boring guy read the fucking books to me. We're there. We're there in that respect. So, Tim, as a book reader, what did, how did you feel about Tyrion's interaction with Khaleesi there? I am enjoying the changes that they are making uh, regarding all the stories going on across the Narrow Sea. The, the, basically, the Daenerys story, which then became uh, Arya and, um, and Tyrion. Uh, I feel like, like in the show, they've accelerated everything. They've cut out all the right. budget, and, and everything's moving a lot faster. People are getting to where they need to be quicker. And pacing-wise, I think, it, I think they've made all the right decisions. So I'm really enjoying it. Yes. Me, myself, I, I, I concur. Excellent. Because there's a lot of bullshit going on in that. Right. Right. Fucking, uh, God damn it. There's just so much unnecessary shit. I'm just, I, you know, I, I don't, this is probably the threshold episode, right? Where they're just like, all right, fuck it, you guys. Yeah, reading is fundamental and shit, but guess what? We don't care anymore. We're going above and beyond. Space above and beyond. All right, fuck off. This is, we don't care. We don't care if he's going to write this in the next book that you're not going to see till fucking next year anyway. We're showing it to you now. The people demand it. We demand it for the narrative of what we're trying to do. We want to show you this stuff, or this is the story we want to tell. We want to cut up all this bullshit because I feel you know you know by. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious, and I'll ask you this question later after we talk about the episodes. We'll get into more book stuff after uh, we talk about the physical episodes. Uh, but I myself am very excited by what they showcase now because it's stuff that no one – everything is kind of a surprise, which is good, which leads into even episode nine, of course. But, okay, let's continue. Let's start with episode eight. So we have the so how do you guys feel about the interaction between that moment that moment between Tyrion and the Khaleesi? Uh, what? Oh, he are you talking about when first meet? First meet? Well, no, 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 not first meet. Fuck that. You know, he meets her at the end of the episode before, which we probably didn't get talked about because I'm sure Mark called and fucked that up last time anyway. Before the last time, <laughs> the last time. You know what I mean? They meet at the end. He's like, oh, I brought you a gift, blah, 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 Jorah, blah, 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 Jorah. I'm just saying, it start, the episode starts out, correct me if I'm wrong, the episode starts out, he's in the fucking pimp-ass fucking little yeah. fucking well, star throne I mean. room, right? That's what I mean. When they're in the uh, in the Frank Lloyd Wright throne room. And, yes, right, 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 right. And, and she's kind of uh, 
interrogating him from the throne. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I, was, I guess I was considering their first interaction. Sure. Yes. Basically the that, first interaction. That was a whole feeling out of why do I need you? Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrion was being uh, very kind of um, cagey about offering his services. Right, which I think was a very smart move on his part. Of course. It's a, for me, it's a display of power. Remember when he was getting auctioned off as a slave? Mm-hmm. Sure. And nobody, nobody wanted him, and so he just beat the shit out of his captor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, this guy's funny and can fight a little bit. I think right. I think that whole him being kind of standoffish and not throwing himself at her was kind of he that, he knows how that, to sell himself, make himself a little more appealing. Been, that's always been his strength, which I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. He just knows how to win a fucking crowd over. You know what I mean? Right. And I just thought right. it was just I, I thought it was just brilliant. They write him they write him brilliantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there's a situation where they're just someone's just gonna, no matter who, like if he was up against a White Walker, he'd be able to convince a White Walker not to kill him somehow. I don't know how, but they would write it in a way where they just okay. He was just like walk away. There's a right there's one line of dialogue that I really enjoyed, um, and I think it's later after after you see him up in her penthouse. Like it's after on? it's after the throne interrogation, so I don't know if that was this episode or the last episode. But it's like we have something about we have terrible parents, right? We are terrible children or terrible parents, and so he says something about let's find out if they're the right kind of if you're the right kind of terrible. So I love right. that. That's yeah. a total. That's a total modern kind of David Mamet esque type of line. Sure. But it still fits in this realm of, you know, dragons and loincloths. Mm-hmm. When you, when you, whether you look at Khaleesi's face, you could tell by her answers and all that, that she can, she she might, you know, just throw a quip, quip at, her, at him and all that stuff. But you could tell that she knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's trying to maintain her status, so to speak, of course, but... You could tell their interaction, like, they're in the same fucking, they're, man, they're kind of heretic, you know, heretics in terms of their whole family lineage. Like, that stuff, they, they, they're just born of bad fucking blood, all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, and they, the truth, they have that kind the of truth commonality. Is, Go ahead. The truth is, she hasn't had good advice in a long motherfucking time because right. and, and Jor, Jorah's gone. Jorah, the voice of reason, is gone. The other guy, Sir Barristan, Sir Barristan, um, Barristan, yeah, yeah, he also did. gone. He did. And Mathendi's fairly um, useless as far as advice goes. Yeah. But so, was Barristan really good advice or good at telling old family tales? On the TV show, no. On the TV show, I don't think he had much weight, but. Uh, from what I've heard in the books, he's he's a lot more impressive. He is a lot more impressive. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I loved him. I thought he was great. You know, he was fucking badass through and through. To me, he was insignificant because he did the uh, the the poison bug, like when they first met, right? Way back, like that was the most impressive thing he ever did. 
in my eyes. But um, well, he didn't. In the, in the TV show, Barristan is representing two characters. Right. Representing himself, and then remember Lee from the books. There is a huge black-skinned bodyguard type guy who's like a big. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. like a big affable lug who is more of a fighter than a thinker. Right. Uh, and, yeah. And so the composite I, of that, huh? Yeah. He and whereas whereas Barristan was. And like an aged, wizened, battle-hardened fighter guy who's experienced life and can dish out the the knowledge and the wisdom. Right. And so I think they kind of dumb him down to be less of that guy in the show. Sure. Right. To be more of uh, more muscle than brains. Sure. No, but not. He would give kind of sound advice, of course. Oh, sure, sure. But in, on the show, he was more kind of relegated to reminding uh, uh, fucking Daenerys of uh, a past she didn't know or wasn't made aware of about, you know, the Targaryens that he served, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, she loved that part, of course. <laughs> Which is cool, which is fine, of course. Yeah. And he died but fucking no. valiant fuck because he was a badass, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Ever since yeah. that scene ever since that scene where fucking Joffrey's fucking with him and he's like fucking throws down his sword and said, Fucking add this to the fucking rest of them. I mean he's always mm. he's always won my heart with that shit. That's a baller fucking <laughs> move. That's some shit right there. Cause, you know, he Joffrey's like uh 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 uh, uh you know what I mean? And, like, if anybody else did that, they mean, be like, you know what I mean? But he was just like, wow, what am I going to say to that? I've been bested. Just, like, getting slapped by Tyrion. What does he do? Nothing. And he gets slapped by fucking dudes with fucking shit, you know, shit you can't combat, you know, shit that you just can't come back from like that. That, you know, you always won my heart with that shit, especially when it came to Joffrey. I miss Joffrey. God damn it. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so... That interaction was pretty baller. They did a really good job. I'm curious how they're going to handle that in the next book when that comes out in 2018, uh, two years after <laughs> George R. 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 Martin's death. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure he has a son named Randy Martin. You know what I mean? So it'd be R. 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 Martin, right? And fucking, you know. Like Ted Herbert or whoever the fuck writes all the fucking <laughs> other Dune books or some bullshit. I don't Frank Tolkien, <laughs> the fucking fucking that kind of bullshit. Anyway, uh, so what else? All right, so what? Else, so we're talking. We're still talking episode eight. So how, how about this? Let's, you know what? We, you know what might be easier. Like, why don't we just stick to location? So let's just talk all marine stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. That's fine. Um. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, they have the uh, little pit fight going on there. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, his dar, her husband? You think oh, he's uh, uh, you, you talk, right. you, you talking you, Tubbs? Tubbs from Miami Vice? There? Yeah, Rico, Rico Tubbs. Well, he, he mentions a weird thing, which you know has roused the fucking internet. There, it's like we're like, oh, I was preparing for stuff, or something. Yeah, just making preparations. 
So you wonder if he's the one who set up the whole fucking dealio and all right. that stuff like that. Which, if he I did, think that's a, so that backfired. I think that's a, a reasonable suspicion. That's a weird way for him to be introduced to the fighting pit. Yeah, but what does you know? Even if they, even if that, even that proves to be true, what does that serve him? He's kind of in a very good position, being in the position he's at now. Really, right? Yeah, but to be the guy who rid the city of its conqueror, you know, that's sure. gonna, you know, that's gonna earn him even more points, more, more standing. Well, true. Well, he has no points now, so. <laughs> Yeah. Game over, man. Well, what do you I think, think, Tim? I think that this is this is an aspect of the show where they don't have the time that the books have to discuss all the political maneuvering. You That's know what I mean? true. Right. So I think a lot of this has been condensed down into um, just uh, actions that you, as the viewer, have to kind of maybe figure out what they're trying to convey. Like, this guy has been so adamant about reopening the fighting pits, right? And then when, right. the, when the first big tournament is about to get underway, he's late. Right. So what does that tell you when, you, when the inevitable assassination attempt happens? You know what I mean? Like, was he maybe trying to avoid even being there? You know? Or, I don't know because you like, don't, did he you think don't... did he think that somebody would have told her how it was supposed to start? Like, oh, you have to clap. Right, that's what um, I was saying. It's like you spent all your time doing that, but you didn't prep your future wife to. You didn't give her a little primer on how it was supposed to go down. Right. Right. So. Um, so no, I think I think that that's just a did he or didn't he kind of question that can linger out there that. You know, there doesn't necessarily have to be an answer to, but sure. I mean, the fact that he got mowed down with everybody else, you know, either right, and he got killed the, by the, a son of the yeah. harpy, of course. There was a there was a son of the harpy who wasn't at the meeting, right? Or, <laughs> Didn't um, get the memo, or there was like a secret meeting on the side. That says, yeah, he's got to go right. do, you know. Um, but you know, I would say if they were just based on his character that they've showcased so far, if that, I don't know which way they're going to go with that, but if they did go with like, he, yeah, he was behind the whole thing, kind of orchestrating it. I think he'd be just based on what they've showed me about him and what I've seen from him. He'd be a little more nervous. He seems a little too relaxed. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And just yeah. acting presentation. And it, it, that guy, I don't think would be when it came to that, you know. But like you said, they, you know, they didn't have enough time to kind of build all that up on the show per se, you know. So they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want when it comes to that. Well, I mean, the way you're talking about it, Lee, are, are you thinking mm-hmm. that he's going to survive his wounds? Cause, I mean, no, 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 no. He's just kind of laying there twitching. Uh maybe though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a possibility. I could see that. I could see them doing that, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that. If they didn't do that, I would, it would I'd just paint no more mind, you know what I mean? But I could see them doing something like that for sure. You could even what go you the more you could even go the more obvious route, which is he's just late and kind of clueless because he's always struck me 
as a little bit a little bit clueless yes. and just kind of aware of old Miranese tradition. Like he's right. there just to give up the information. Um, right. Okay. But, but like I said, just based on his character that we've been presented with and shown, I don't think he'd be that relaxed during that whole right. thing, knowing something like that's going to go down, you know. Right. And that could be a narrative device or something like that. To, because the ultimate reveal of that was pretty fucking awesome, I think. You know, after yeah. Jorah fucking fucking schools everybody in kind of a kind of a <laughs> kind of a, a tired kind of way, he kind of got lucky a couple times. But when and he shows us here, we're like, "What's going on here?" We're like, "Oh." Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say he could um he could um he could be he could have been punished for uh sleeping with the enemy, basically. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's doing dishes? I am pouring a beer. (laughs) That's a loud loud beer. Beer. Sorry. IPA. Uh, I liked um, the whole... That whole gladiator event, you know what I mean? I, I, I like the whole thing where um, my man who was different the other season, what the fuck is that guy's name? That fucking... Oh, the guy from Tremaine. Was he in Tremaine? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's his name? God I always it. forget his name. Fuck is uh, Khaleesi's, Khaleesi's boyfriend. Yeah, Khaleesi's nah. fuckbud. I don't remember his... Oh, is it Dario? Dario, yes, the Dario. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like how he was like, you know, he's like, I would do this, this, oh, the little guy, da, 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 da. you know, they're all having their little thing, you know, cause yeah. he's trying to scuzz the other guys, like, I'm fucking banging your future wife. You know, <laughs> she's all, she's getting wet just hearing this shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I could take you, you've been a real fight, blah, 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 blah. And I even like Tyrion's little response, which was great as fuck. He's like, oh, my father would have loved you. <laughs> that was great. Great little thing that you know that he was just just oblivious then, to, but we as the audience are just like laughing, of course. And then that warrior's guy come, that warrior guy's head just comes right off. Yeah, just starts <laughs> spitting blood. Big man versus fat, fast man. Yeah, yeah. the guy man been, versus fast man. Yeah. Well, what you have a sword that you borrowed from Berserk there? <laughs> Anime reference for anybody who knows. <laughs> that uh yeah, that's pretty fucking pretty baller activity yeah, going that, on. That guy's sword looked like he was uh I don't know, like he was planning on LARPing that day. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a real looking sword. Right. He was like, I'm gonna LARP today, but uh maybe this will be a little more interesting. He got that at the uh Khaleesi cosplay store. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I've been spoiled by so many great um, sword fights on this show, like sure. when you think of when you think of uh, the mountain and the viper, or you think yeah. of um, you know all the great sword fights. Uh, I don't know if it's the fault of the actor or how it was staged, but Jorah did not strike me as a great fighter. Jorah. Uh, 
Jorah has always struck me as being a little past his prime. Yes. Yeah, but 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 the the thing is, the episode before, you know what I mean, when he reveals himself, like, yo, I brought you a gift, and the episode right. of the gift, he fucking totally goes in there and fucking is, well, maybe he's more determined or something like that, you know what I mean, he's got that fuel built up in him, because all that stuff happens really quickly, he's like, oh shit, Kalisa's out there, you know, he spots him out of his crook eye, he's like, uh-uh, uh-oh, and he's maybe, on, fucking elbow maybe, maybe because it's of all the hockey that I've been watching, but during <laughs> during his fight, he was looking at the stands a little too long. Like, I'm right. like concentrate on your fight, dude. Like, yeah. stop <laughs> stop looking over Live a little. and making the puppy eyes at Felici. <laughs> Get right. in the game, homie. It's the great <laughs> games of Marine. <laughs> Let's win this shit. <laughs> yeah. Talk later. Fight now. Yes. Fight now. You know, the yeah. whole thing, the whole the whole fight scene from beginning to end, including the big the big scene. I mean, I was going crazy for it because I was it was one of my favorite scenes in the books and I was so happy to see it finally on the screen. Yeah. And I know so many people are going crazy about it online. But in retrospect, there was something there was something about it that was bugging me and I didn't watch it a second time, but the more I thought about it, the more it just seemed like it was maybe a little too slow, like you're saying, Andy, and mm-hmm. just a little bit clunky pacing. Right. Lines. And mm-hmm. it kind of took me out of it. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, like, like with Jorah constantly looking up at the stand to see what, you know, is she, is, is she watching me? Is she watching yeah. me? Yeah, and and then when it came down to the big battle, the assassination. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it was good, but then when they got Khaleesi and Tyrion and everybody down into the middle of the stadium, and they were being surrounded by all the sons of the Harpy, right. everything just seemed to slow down to a point. Like I wanted things to be ramping up, you know, like just the fact that they were standing there, you know, they were just standing there. They weren't like in any kind of crouched position. They weren't kind of keeping their head on a swivel. Um, I mean, the fact that those guys were throwing spears eventually at the dragon, right? it was one of those things where it was just, there were so many improbabilities that I kept seeing that it started to pull me out of it. Like, sure. okay, well, they, they got, why aren't they, they throwing, little, like, why aren't they throwing spears at Belisi? Right? Why aren't they throwing more spears at the dragon? Like, why right. aren't, why aren't the, the unsullied going after, like, why aren't they going after the guys throwing the spears? Like, why, why isn't it more intense? Right. Oh, hey, Excuse, uh, I, I don't mean to interject here, but uh, our friend from last time that we talked about earlier, he's back and he wants to be yeah. unmuted. So this I might see. be your chance. No, I but see. anyway, oh. continue. Yeah. We're on a roll. I think we're not. I, 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 I agree with you, Tim. It, 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 I think it was that way because they were setting up for the big, huge reveal of uh, Drogon, like fucking just telepathically <laughs> flying in there. He wasn't out. He wasn't out hanging in and in, in uh, fucking uh, what's it called? Valyria. 
Valeria, you know what I mean? Tooling around, flying around, eating goats, burning kids, all that good stuff like that. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. He was like right there, ready to ready to react. And I think they were building up to that moment, of course. But like like you said, uh, they should have kind of built up the fever pitch of intensity and just kept it going and then kind of had them show up in the heat of things, which would have been way better instead of them like, all right, we're surrounding you, we're ready to do this, and giving you that moment of what's going to happen next kind of deal. You know, I think it would have been more of an intense surprise to just have them just pop in there out of nowhere, really. I I thought at that moment it was a good opportunity to lose some side characters. Um, Not that I don't like her, but, like, I think Masendi could have died there. Easily. Um, what? You're fucking out of your mind. I love her. I love her, but like uh, the fact that she got wounded, I just was like, oh, she might die. Like that. The the stakes could have been raised in that whole ambush because pretty much nobody from our crew dies. No, and Tyrion Except gonna his dark. hit that. Tyrion gonna yeah. hit that. And it's, well, maybe not. Well, he she he can be Grey Worm's dick. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking stunt cock one thing that uh, I thought about was how how many unsullied do you think are left I don't know and that's a little that's a bone of contention too that you know I watch it with about 10 people and mm-hmm. one of the biggest players is like where the fuck are all the fucking Unsullied, man? There's a, there's a lot of those fuckers, man. I know they're out patrolling the city and all that stuff. But during the most kind of... They should have thought ahead and been, like, there in in mass, you know, kind yeah, right. of around there. That's a big and speaking of which, the Unsullied, and a friend of mine brought this up, which I thought was pretty funny, and, you know, and it was, you know, kind of reiterating what I thought. He was like... You're fucking unsullied, man. You got these fucking just rich fucking slave-owning assholes just destroying unsullied. Slashing throats, fucking taking them all down. You know, they have no fighting skills whatsoever. Unsullied is fucking... Just taking them down left and right, and that's bullshit. You know what I mean? I I didn't mind that. I think the, the scale of what they showed at that stadium is any any elite cop could have got could have gotten overrun by a bunch of hooligans, I think. Right. Sure. Right. Right. Which I, um, I don't mind about, so much. Talking about a few hundred versus tens of thousands. Right. Tens, right. You know. Um, but overall, when I think of her whole uh, mother, her breaker of chains scene when she um, uh, kind of commands the unsullied, like you see a fucking fleet of them. Like, wh- where was that in Karth? Yeah, I those are those are kind of a uh, you know you can't make more unsullied where where they are now and in the amount of time uh, they've occupied Marine, I'm sure a good chunk of them are dead. But like, do you think half are dead or do you? Think... No, but they they had what? How many unsullied did she buy? Forty thousand, something like that. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But so you think they're all patrolling and they didn't. They well, underestimated how many. Yeah. Right. But let's be conservative. How many do you th- how many unsullied do you think were killed by sons of the harpy and et cetera, et cetera? 
Maybe a thousand, if that. Really? No, no. Mm-hmm. I go couple. Twenty thousand got killed by Sons of the Harpies. Yeah. Half their forces are gone. You think? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they never really make that kind of clear. I know there's a fucking fuckload of them for sure. Yeah. And they're yeah. all fucking. You know, they're all all gray wormed up. You know what I mean? They're well, all fucking I mean, fighters yeah. without you know with only one nipple and all that good shit. I don't. I don't know if she bought that many. I thought it was closer to about eight thousand. Um, I could be wrong. Um, I think well after hey after she burned those motherfuckers down with uh, Drogon, you know, they all came a they all came a walking. They were all marching. Well, I mean, I remember when she bought them. The the guy who was selling them, he seemed to be like, "This is all I've got. Take them or leave them." You yeah, know? but how many was that though? Uh, I don't that know. I thought it was closer to... to 10 than 40. I think it was, I, I might have been, I don't know. But she, she made sure to and execute I mean, all those fucking masters. They've had, they've had a few, they've had a few battles along the way. Yeah, and, true. And then for all the time that they've been in Marine, you know, there have been, I think the few scenes that they've shown where there are attacks on the Unsullied, yeah. Like where the one guy got his throat cut in the whorehouse. True. I think that was more representative of a larger campaign against them. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just a right. few that died. Like probably <laughs> hundreds of them had, had been killed that way. Yeah. Still, but but even even if all right, let's just say just say let's just say this he started with ten thousand, you're right? Let's just say ten thousand. Let's be really, really let's just hit the bare bottom of it. Ten thousand. Let's okay. just say Three thousand were killed, which is probably not the case. Still, seven thousand of them. She still have a maybe a bigger contingent to help protect her in that open space, that closed open space during that moment. Let's say, yes. in case, that in a, case of this. that should have been a high security operation. Yes, <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> it was pretty. It was. It was great though. It was badass. I remember from the book. It was fucking great. Motherfucker swoops on in. I was a little disappointed that he didn't fucking just scorch Earth a lot more. You know, I think a lot of us who have read the books or even watched it um, were a little disappointed how many that he did not kill more than he did kill, which is badass what he did kill and what he did do, and it was a very fucking awesome moment. You know, I think well, yeah. that, I, I think this is the first time you've seen the dragon in daylight with a bunch of people around. And to me, he looks sure. smaller than what I thought he was going to be. Of course. And you remember, he's a fucking little kid. He's not a full yeah. grown fucking dragon. He's got to be twice the size at least. Yeah. You know, and I think when the people see him flying around or whatever, and like, oh, he's big. Well, they grow fast, of course. But yeah, no, they're not. He's still a pup right now. You know, and I he think, doesn't I think know that exactly. was, I think that was conveyed during the fight. You know, sure, he he's, he's not a full-blown badass dragon, but he still can breathe fire. can still take out one dude at a time with his mouth, you know? But, but somehow I thought that, you know, when, like, that scene we're talking about where she kills the masters at that place and gets all the unsullied, that he took out maybe a few more than that. But he didn't, really, right? It just seemed that way. But it's the first time he threw some fucking dragon fire at motherfuckers. And then think, she said, kill the masses, the, and they all turned against the masses. property. The right. And, uh, 
more than uh, more than people. Like he he killed the the slave master. Right, mm-hmm. that's it though. Really, just like had a couple fireballs here and there, but the, the majority of it was handled by the unsullied. They took care of the rest of the fucking masters and all that shit. Right, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, here's the thing. Uh, you know, how do I put this? Here's the problem I have with the CGI with this show, right? Sometimes it's very expertly done and very smartly done. And I think when Drogon fucking was hanging out there, scorching motherfuckers up, getting hit with spears, et cetera, et cetera, that was great. And he did his little fucking Alien 3 thing with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, gentlemen, yeah. Uh, which is awesome, but when she never ending storied that fucker. It kind of looked kind of weak, right? It's like they were like, okay, we ran out of money, but we got to show a little bit of this. I was trying to put my finger on what was wrong with that. And to have a human creature writing a CG something is always going to be a little tricky. And the other thing that threw me off is the city of Marine is pretty much all CG. And that looked looked fake to me as they were flying off – High, high in the sky with Marine uh, below them. Something just looked fake about it. And But, you know, at that point, I wasn't really picking nits just because the the reveal of the uh, the fighting pit I thought was fucking badass. That big scroll, yeah. Yeah. like almost like hel- helicopter drone Super Bowl shot of it, mm-hmm. I thought was – I thought that made up for it. I thought, okay, this is this is awesome. And the few yeah. shots of Khaleesi riding away, you know, that's not that's not where you want to throw your effects dollars. No, but I agree. It, well, you, I, you, I, I I tend to think that they might have more than one special effects company kind of doing this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like your A squad and your B squad, and I think for a moment like that, like we'll we'll get to it uh, in a little bit, but. Uh, you know, Hardhome, that was all A-Squad as far as I'm concerned. Hardhome had a lot of practical effects. Yes, absolutely. But they had a lot of uh, digital effects, too. They had a ton of them. Yeah. I think, sure. there was, I think there was an atmospheric thing about Hardhome that maybe yes. they could conceal stuff more with snow flying around and stuff like that. that but that's just yeah. smart effects thinking, of course. Right. And yeah. you can pull off any, even the cheesiest effect, you can pull it off if you're being smart about it. Just because you can that's show it doesn't thinking. mean you need to show it in that way. You know what I mean? And I just yeah. felt, I, it was fine. I'm, it's fine, I'm sure. But, you know, I heard a lot of people complaining about it online. The hardcore is going, oh, it was like shit. You know what I mean? And, and then, the, then the proponents were like, well, it's just a TV show. You know, they only got so much money for special effects. Like, that's not an excuse per se to me because I've seen them pull off very small effects in a grand way because they were smart about it in certain aspects. I think, I, mean? I, think, I think it should be judged on how you felt the first time you viewed it because if you sure. rewatch it, that's when it falls apart. Sure. I think in the moment, everyone was so stoked just to see her get away. 
And oh, yeah. it, it's not it's not until after the episode that you're like, why did she leave her friends? You know, but there are lingering right. things you can wonder after. But like in the moment, I thought I thought it was all forgivable no. oh. to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the moment, everybody, you know, everybody I was with were just fucking clapping. They're going, it was great. You know yeah. what I mean? I got that whole thing. They were just excited as fuck. And so was I, of course. You know what I mean? Right. Because I was really pleased with it all. You know, so I, I can't I can't fault it on a technical aspect. And nor should I, really. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that stuff, I know they're trying to pull off certain things. And, yeah, of course they have a limited thing with this. And, sure, some of the things are going to look better than other things and all that stuff. So I can't really judge that as a whole and judge it as something that has gazillions of gazillions of dollars where they're just going to, okay, we, we're going to nail this or else we're not going to show it kind of deal. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. expect to see fucking Dawn of the Planet of the fucking Apes where everything looks so fucking great that you can't even question now. It's like, you know what I'll, I'm saying? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that I have it running right now. Like, I queued it up on the TV. I'm watching it yeah, right yeah. now. I see, I see jank all over the place. Like, I see bad comp- composition all over the place. But sure. I'll tell you that on Sunday night, it was all about, is she going to die? Is he going to die? Right. What's going to, why does he have, yeah. why does Drogon have a hole in his wing? Can, can Drogon yeah, fly? Yeah, yeah, which is great. I'm I had, glad they added that little nuance there. Yeah. That so, was awesome. Like a spear got thrown through that wing or something like that, you know what I mean? Or whatever. They don't, they don't show that happening, but you assume that, or you, you assume whatever, you know what I mean? But just a little detail like that is great. Yeah. I think yeah. I think poking at the effects is something you can do on a podcast, but I don't sure. I don't think it I don't think it took away from the moment. It did not. Uh, yeah. Did you Did you guys think it was cold blooded for her to uh, bail on all her buddies? No, I think she. It... Uh, I I think it was more important for her to do what she did when she did it, because that's her ultimate kind of destiny anyway, right? Right, kind of be one with her children, and because you know every time she's had an experience with Drogon, it's been like, "Hey, I'm here. Well, fuck you, bitch. I'm flying around. <laughs> it's like you can't. Yeah. You, know, you the boss of me. I'm out. You know what I mean? The, the, like the team. That way, she didn't care about what the fuck was going around her or who the fuck was around her. That was not important at all. Her connection with Drogon was the most important aspect of that. You know, there's what I mean? a couple. There's a couple, I think, very important things too, which is who who at this moment has the biggest, who can see the most pieces on the board, game wise, Game of Throne wise, and I think it's Tyrion. Tyrion knows. Tyrion, Tyrion's, of course. Right. So Tyrion's come comes from uh, King's Landing. He knows all the politics there. He knows yeah. kind of the importance of Daenerys where she is now. Yes. Whenever he sees a dragon, I think her, him seeing her riding a dragon, like wheels are spinning in his head. Like what the fuck does this mean? Like, what is, what is the power of this moment that I'm seeing, you know, a Targaryen controlling a dragon? Like I think in his face, you can see the, the weight of, the entire fate of the world, you know? Well, when, when you look at everybody's face, they're thinking that, they're like, oh, my, wow, 
she's riding yeah. on the motherfucker, you know? And that was a great right. little moment, I thought. Yeah. And he's just like, wow, they're just like, they can't believe what the fuck they're seeing. Yeah, the, he's seen a dragon when he went through his little area. He saw a dragon fucking flying through, et cetera, et cetera. Jordan knows he has, she has dragons, blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? He might not. You know, you a, know big, a big... A big chunk of why Jorah is so infatuated with her is because of the dragons. You know, he sure. saw Whoa. he saw her walk Dude. out of fire with dragon babies, and um, I think I think there's I think the importance of that scene. Fucking yokels that went to see the great the great games that day and saw her get on a dragon and fly away. I think that's going to have a huge impact on the city. You know, they're going to oh. They're gonna sure. they're gonna step to her a little more respectfully now. I think if right. she comes back, I don't know. They're like, yeah, I know you got dragons, bitch. Whatever, you got two of them chained up. One's gone. All right, whatever. You got some little dragons. This is big dragon in roasting motherfuckers. She walks up to it. It fucking alien threes her. Hops on it. Ain't no thing. Rides it around. Never any story wise. So they're like, oh shit. You know, that's a good moment to me. For sure. Tim, Tim, yeah, that shows um, a lot. Can, you, can you answer a yes or no question? Sure. Do you know where she's going? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fascinating to me. That was, that's been the thing I've been thinking about all this time. Tim, Tim, and, here, real quick. Here, Andy, you, if, don't listen real quick. If they do reveal it, if they do reveal it in the next episode, it is... All right. It's Tim, don't, re- don't... Tim, don't... I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go off for five minutes. No, you're not going anywhere. No, no, no. No, you don't have to go anywhere. But, uh, Tim, don't say that. Don't tell tell Andy that he said he rides Shogun across a narrow sea and into uh, fucking uh, King's Landing and lifts everybody (laughs) up and kills everybody (laughs) in the Iron Throne real quick and all that stuff. Just to get a feel for it. Okay. Don't let him know that. Okay. That all happens real quick. So he doesn't need it, and the war is over, and the book is over. That's why right. you don't need a book. All right, let, let me let me shut up, Lee. Let, <laughs> let me get uh, my kind of wrap up of of that scene because um, I yeah. feel like I feel like you guys were saying a lot of stuff that I, um, that I, I really agreed with yeah. um, about being being in the moment. I think that's why I didn't want to watch it again is because I knew that the mm-hmm. effects I was watching weren't that great. They were better sure. than they were better than I was afraid of once I saw her climb onto the dragon. Mm-hmm. But like that that feeling of her getting on that and getting out of there and and I, I thought it was just fine. And it was it was great energy and and yeah. but I feel like like again, like I feel like what happened in that five or ten minutes with the storytelling just just became so clunky that that we're talking about the fact that oh did you, what did you think about her abandoning her friends well what was supposed to be happening there was that Drogon the 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 motherfuckers that he didn't burn to a cinder were scared shitless and ran you know right. and you see part of that I mean you see part of that but you don't see the whole thing you know yeah. so I don't feel as much that she abandoned her friends as much as she took the only escape route available to her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Jorah could protect himself. Dario could protect himself. The Unsullied could protect themselves. Right. 
she she was the reason that all of this was happening. Yeah. If she, if she was gone, I think those sons of the harpies that were still there, um, I think some of them might have tried to continue to take out Jorah and Dario and Tyrion, but a lot of them would have tried to just slip quietly away. Mm-hmm. Ones, the ones that hadn't already run in terror, or, or like I said, been barbecued. Um, so in, I, feel like, in I Millen, feel like they didn't show that enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Like in military terms, Daenerys is the is the main tango. You know, yeah, she's the primary target. So like, if she's gone, then you know, you might as well retreat. Right. I don't want to well, fight Dario. <laughs> and, you, and you think that, and again, Andy, like if you think of it in military terms, you're right. You've got a you've got a gunfight going on, and then one side brings in like a Cobra gunship. Right. Yeah. You know, are is there really going to be a group of guys standing up and like lobbing grenades at it? No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or, or is there, or is just about everyone going to be like, oh shit, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like back to your point about like, how are these guys, you know, these well-to-do, rich lords of the city, taking on one of the one of the best-trained armies in the land, you know, and sure. winning. Yeah. And then when a dragon shows up, fuck, like that's it. We're done. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that is, I think that is what was happening. They just weren't showing it enough. Like, and that's mm-hmm. why in the preview for next week's show, you see Tyrion. Wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't watch those. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm, you pussy. No. Nope. Um, so, yeah. Okay. For me, for me, like I said, like, I think they did a very good job translating that. I I just wish it was a little more fast-paced and maybe a little mm-hmm. more chaotic. Sure. I agree. I agree. But they did an, I think I think they did an effective job. You know what I mean? Of course, right. you know, us that have read the books or have listened to the books like me. Um we you know, we we have expect, certain expectations of how things are going to go down that we would like to see because we know like, Oh, if you would have did this, it would have more gravitas or whatever, you know, yeah. but you know, you know, we're not doing a show like this and you know, they have this unwelcome job of just kind of throwing this narrative together. That's just fucking insane. And I just, I mean, we just speaking in general terms, Tim, um, do you imagine it say, say me and you, <laughs> they're like, we're fucking Ben off and that other fucker. Uh, they're like, all right, we want you two to do Game of Thrones, the uh, sh- uh, show on HBO. What you got for us? Don't want you to break apart the books and uh, figure it all out. Do you think we could have did a good job as these fuckers? Yeah, I mean, they did it. They're doing. I think they're doing an exceptional job, even with the stuff they're omitting, the stuff they're adding that even pisses people off. Let's say, do you know what I mean? I think they're doing a just a just oh, yeah. a wonderful job. For oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. You know, I, I, I think it, 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 it pleases 
or even displeases, but it gets a reaction out of everybody regardless of what you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll 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 get to something in a moment that Well let me really let me just interject me. here for a second, Lee. Mm-hmm. Um Angie Please. spent Angie spent the weekend um marathon watching Outlander on stars. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. And I I had to find I was in my studio trying to find as much music and as many podcasts as I could find to drown out the noises of torture and beatings and rape. Wow. <laughs> through the whole really? fucking show. And you never hear shit about that on Twitter really? and Facebook and stuff. Oh my god. It it was it it made me squeamish just listening to the shit that was going on in that show. Oh my god! All I hear about that show is people telling me, like women, like, "Oh, it's Game of Thrones for girls." Well, you I mean, it's like really. It might be. It might be. I mean, because the first book in that series was basically a bodice ripping romance novel, sure. and so that's what's happening. But there's also like a lot of early 18th century violence going on in it. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like, like you said, like whether the reactions to the show are positive or negative, there are just so many of them right. that it's, it, I think it's just undeniable that, that they are doing a good job. Interesting. Yeah. Like you said, though, I never hear word one from that. Like, we're not watching Outlanders anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's why. That's not on fucking BuzzFeed or fucking uh, io9 or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. Here we go. I don't I don't take anybody's threats anymore. And if they, no. if they do it too many times, they get blocked or muted from my Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Zero tolerance. It's kind of like... Kind of like the Rush Limbaugh aspect where they're always like, oh, the Republicans or the Democrats do this. I'm going to leave the country. We'll leave already. Huh? We're watching the Yeah. Ted Nugent was supposed to be in Canada two and a half years ago. Yeah. He can't have his high fence there, though, can he? Oh, and uh, welcome to the show, Adam Talley. Adam Talley. Hey, man. I've been here for a while. I've just been listening to you. Hello. Adam Adam Tarley. Charlie. Adam Tarley. <laughs> Is he still alive in the show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, I'm a fat represent. I'll tell you, oh, I'll tell you what. Pussy. The ass beating, the ass beating that Sam got two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Okay, we're done with Marine. Let's move to. Let's spin the wheel and pick the next location for us to talk about. Between Are the side of the wall. Let's head north. Of the wall. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Go ahead, Sam. That ass beating that Sam got two or three episodes ago was yeah. harder. Was harder for me to watch than Sansa's wedding night. Sure. For sure. Because uh, they brutalized him. For sure. They did everything but fucking fuck him in the ass. Yeah. Which would have been awesome, actually. They should have did that, actually. They should have went there with that. They should have went to yeah. fucking some sodomy shit just to show, like, yeah, we're raping everybody. We don't care. We're <laughs> some just fat fuck. 
You, you know fucking what? all fucking hate that think is a big fucking pussy. We're doing it. Shut the fuck up about chicks getting raped, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? They should have went there. Or I think, I think all of us all of us on the line right now have had, you know, instances of being outnumbered and bullied. Like, every, I think we're all familiar with that feeling. Uh, we haven't. I haven't been raped before. I don't know about you guys, but I I've have definitely been raped been... many times. My ears have yeah. been raped. My yeah, I... has... well, ear pussy. <laughs> I think there's a there's a sensitivity involved in you know a bookish a bookish dude in a library just getting <laughs> just getting harassed just by... getting just getting his learn on. Right, getting harassed by some just dudes that just want to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you the other kind of um, chaotic nature of this show is that we are not that far away from cheering for our dudes uh, in the Night's Watch. You know, the Night's Watch were our guys, like we were cheering for them, but now they're kind of turning on each other and just like they. They were always assholes, but like now, the the time to cheer for them is not anymore. You know. Sure. Well, I mean, when you when you think, there's always been somebody stirring shit in the night's watch. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Always. Like, First, what you what you deal what you're dealing with is well, you know, here's the thing. Let, let's talk real quick about uh, Amon Amon dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We talked about that a little bit, right? He was kind of a little bit of kind of glue that kept those guys a little together, right? The other statesmen in the cut there, you know, kind of watching over over those guys, and they kind of all respect him as the other statesmen, et cetera, et cetera. He's dead. He's gone. So now you got this like kind of. Well, I mean, you look at how well, how the night night's watches what, what they consist of. The worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, really. Yeah, right. Speak, you know, with an occasional guy, an honorable guy that doesn't want pussy and just wants to fucking just hang out that wall all the time and do shit or something like that. You know, there's bound to be that kind of thing going on. You know, and especially that you know they you know they kind of set it up already. You know, they said in the books, of course, where people are fifty 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 on uh, old you know Johnny Snow there. Mhm. I would. That. I would. You know, my estimation is even less. You know. Right. I, I think. I think there are fewer people that are in line with with Jon Snow than. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, since he's since he's been elected, there have been. Uh, you know, they've lost men. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only about fifty of them and, there, right? And he's and so he's so made like... he's made decisions that have alienated a lot of them. Yeah. Right. I will say one of the, um, you know, we're going back many, many episodes, but him beheading uh, the one dude mm-hmm. um, was a great scene. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, it was him embracing his starkness, his episode mm-hmm. one Ned starkness, and I thought sure. it was a super powerful moment for me because the stand is a even the moment. Yeah, the music the music gives him an out, and there's like a little edit, you know, a pause on his face before you think maybe oh he'll let him off, but nope, chunk. <laughs> I was like hell yeah. Well, even fucking cocksucker there, you know. I remember how he stood in the way at first, and he's like, okay, I respect, 
the fucking mm-hmm. chain of this fucking command. Yeah. Go past, asshole. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. Yeah. He knew. You know what I'm saying? He knew. Yeah. So um, okay. So we're so, at the well, wall. I mean, do you, do you guys do you guys remember that he was one of the king's guards who held Ned down? Yes. To be executed. Yeah. Which one? The guy who, who? John beheaded. Oh, yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Tyrion's the one who sent him to the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh. When, when Tyrion was handed the king, he said, get your head to the fucking wall, bitch. And he's like, I know people. He's like, nah, and yeah, was whatever. The other, yeah. one, the other one, right, was Sir Marin. Sir Marin. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why Arya wants to kill him. Right? Marin Trant. Right. Yeah. 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 Um... How awesome was the roast? What's this guy's name? The one that was sent to uh, the wall? The um, guy I'm talking about, they got his head cut. Flint? Flint? Flint, right? Yeah. How awesome was it when Sam was roasting him in the in the meeting? He's like, I found, oh, yeah. I found him in a puddle of his own making. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> a puddle of his own making. The, the, awesome. Meister, the Meister, he was laughing his ass off. He's like, he's cracking up. He got the little cackle from him. Yeah. That was a great moment. That was a great little moment, especially like I think we talked about before, but, you know, when the thing was neck and neck, he's like, oh, what? but I haven't cast my shit. Ba-boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, threw, he, he, threw, he, he threw his little wooden fucking scooter on the pole. He was like, connect four, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about this? (laughs) Yeah, so fucking dope. So we got we got we got John here, right? And John is going uh, beyond the wall to what? Go to fucking hard home. Get the rest of these motherfuckers in there. Get get these motherfuckers beyond the wall safe because he doesn't want them to join the army of the wise right so the initial plan the initial plan let's say before things before shit goes down the plan was to bring what three ships there three or four ships yeah uh, yeah load them up load them with load them up with dudes and then bring them to the wall to do what no not not just to the wall but beyond the wall to give no, them, to give them the lands known as right. the Reach, which are the, the lands just south of the Wall, but north of Winterfell. It's like you right. guys can live here, do your wildling shit here, farm here. This land can be yours. Just stay safe, and mm-hmm. if, if we need you, be ready. Right, mm-hmm. help us out if you if you want to. Kind right. of deal. You know, and, you know, fucking Stannis' thing was like, yo, I want these motherfuckers just to fight for me. He's like, no, that's not going to happen. But I want to get these guys because guess what? If I don't get as many as I can, they're going to join the army of the fucking dead and fucking overwhelm this fucking shit. And we've got to take into account that a lot of people, even the Night's Watch, a lot of people who haven't been beyond the wall who haven't seen this stuff, they don't believe it entirely. You know what I mean? No matter how many guys go over there and come back alive and say, yo, we got fucking butchered by fucking whites and white walkers. 
They're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, you died. You got fucking hypothermia or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? They just don't buy it. You know what I mean? Including fucking yeah. big asshole there. You know, he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, Wilding's fucking assholes, blah, 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 blah. You know? It's the, anyway. thing I've, it's the thing I've brought up before about the whole winter is coming thing. Like, I always, it makes me think of global warming, you know, like polar ice caps melting and stuff. Like, if you sure. can't see it, if you don't see it on the reg, then right. it's very easy to just forget about and just deal with your own little petty shit. But sure. now that we're talking about Daenerys riding a dragon, uh, White Walkers, turning, you know, um, turning the dead into undead. Like, I think this season is the season of uh, making believers, you know? Like, the, the, the fairy tale threats are becoming more and more visible. Sure. I think that's, if there's anything about this season, um, it's that. Well, here's the thing about the Hard Home episode, episode eight. Um, you know, the hard home was talked about in the books, but it wasn't Jon Snow that went out there, and it was just briefly kind of talked about. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they sent they sent a group, right? And they came back with this story. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So this makes it even more powerful that Jon Snow went out there, fucking giant Spain said, "Yo, come me, Snow." And I look weird without a beard. If you ever see me with a beard on a uh, Google image search, uh, it's strange. <laughs> but that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so they get the hard during the episode, right? During how is Game of Thrones set up every episode? Really, maybe ten, uh, seven to ten minutes devoted to wherever a story is taking place and cut to another place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So in hard home, the end of the episode I had to deal with uh, you know, Jon Snow going to hard home, fucking, you know, which is a little fucking little village on the coast of fucking beyond the wall, whatever, you know, you're just expecting maybe seven minutes and then cut to this, but they devoted the last fucking 15 to 20 minutes to that which was unexpected yeah. and which was fucking awesome because it's not something they show in the books. It's something they talk about in the books, but to have him as an active participant and seeing all this stuff, I think is extremely yeah. powerful because you, you, you was it, it just the introduction of the fucking Knights King, right? As we'll call him, right? As he's been known as right with the, the part where they show him randomly in an episode where he turns a baby blue, he turns those brown eyes blue. We're like, what is going on here? Wow. Because he's barely discussed in the books at all. Like, George R. 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 doesn't even really focus on any of this shit at all, as is being like just that this is being like the most active threat to anything, you know? And just to interject, just to interject real quick, the whole. Uh, format you're talking about where it's like yeah. six minutes here, six minutes here, right. eight minutes here. Yeah. I think part of the, part of the reason that the hard home stuff happened so organically and, and real was I, I want to say if you chart when they arrive at hard home and when they start um, loading up the ships, right. 
I want to say that's about eight minutes. It, right. It, it even it cut normally, yeah? Yeah, it, it even feels else. it even feels like they're going to start boarding these ships and we're going to jump to something else. But then, right. but then the attack happens and then it's like you're saying, and then you, you get another 10 or 12 minutes of hard home stuff, which I think right, is... Right, you're like... Yeah, divide your expectations. Yeah, I think every I'm, audience... Every audience that watched it was probably like, "Oh shit, they're going to spend a lot of time here." Oh my god, yeah. they're still here. Well, how I feel about Hard Home is, uh, you know, not to jump ship about what we're talking about, but that could have even been a season finale right there. Mm-hmm. The last mm-hmm. moment of that could have been a season finale, been like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know what I mean? That's some yeah. season finale shit right there. You know, they went above and fucking beyond. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Excellent. The way they built up fucking everything. They're doing, they they're doing some really smart stuff just because every every season of Game of Thrones has their big battle on episode nine. So sure. uh, Blackwater was on episode nine. Um, uh, Red Wedding was all, episode nine. And yeah. I think we're all, we were all anticipating a, a episode nine. And I think they were very smart about okay let's let's have a big episode 9 but let's sneak this yeah let's sneak this little bomb in episode 8 right. that'll really fuck the audience up and, and it boy, definitely they, did yeah yeah they, they definitely did i thought it was fucking just exceptionally well done i didn't know what to expect right when they're loading the fucking boats up and then you see that fucking storm coming I'm like well, this can't be good. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't. It just was not good at all. And I loved how they kind of – this is what I'm talking about when they get smart with their effects. Because obviously you got a lot of – you got a billion undead here fucking attacking this place. And you got 60,000 wildlings fucking hanging out at this place. But they, they kind of uh, focus the action – once that fucking Finn, clo- he's like, close those fucking gates, motherfucker. And that's a mm-hmm. small section of Hard Home. You know, obviously you see it from the aerial shots that beyond Hard Home there, there's all those wildlings hanging out for miles and miles, really, just fucking camping out in the cut there beyond yeah. Hard Home. And they don't show any of that stuff, you know. It's all noises and silence and all that stuff like that. You know what I mean? And how that quickly they got overwhelmed was awesome. That uh, the whole sequence of Hard Home to me is a masterpiece in sound editing because yeah. it's so it's so economical and it's so haunting uh, to have the just hear the lapping of the water and like uh, the wind blowing and then <laughs> fucking uh, Darth Maul raising the dead to, in complete silence and then yes. cut to credits and it's just like oh shit. You know, right. that, uh, that kind of stuff really sticks to you. And you, 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 it, oh, it, they it, do some uh, they do some weird like Black Hawk Down stuff too, or sure. uh, Saving Private Ryan stuff. Like yeah. when John gets knocked down, like all the sound goes out. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can feel his like he's coughing up blood. He's just like, Fuck. yeah. What is that fucking sword Mormont gave me? Okay, I'll yeah. try something. Then you hear that. And then you look at that fucking white face, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" You can see his eyes. He's like, "Uh oh, this is not good." He wasn't expecting that. Then, boom. Was it clear to you what happened to the bag of daggers, the uh, dragon glass daggers? 
No, 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 no. It's it was not. It's not clear to me at all. Yeah, they. It looks I think like someone they grabbed left him, it. right? Someone grabbed it, right? Or what? John went to go grab him, but like I don't think. I think they left him there. But the big revelation was the Valyrian steel. Yeah, the big revelation was Valyrian steel for sure. I think he sees some dragon glass laying there, right? And he's trying to grab right. it in that one yes. scene. Uh, where that that white comes down and it, you know, which was an awesome little moment. With it, you, you, well, here's the thing. So, so let's start from the beginning. When he gets there, <laughs> fucking giant Spain's like, <laughs> fucking this fucking motherfucker, fucking Skeletor there, fucking Lord of Bones, right? Right. It looks badass, right? Lord of fucking Bones. But if you if you recollect back, and Tim and Andy back me up on this, he's always been a little pussy, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? When Corn the Half Hand and him were held captive, they when they were they had their little scuffle and Jon Snow kills them, right? On purpose, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> he was fucking unsurped real easy. He was knocked over real quick and all that. This guy's no badass at all. You know what I mean? And whenever they show him, because he looks badass, you're like, oh, this guy's great and all that stuff like that. And then when I think I think that's a fun part of his character is that one he he's always been a jackass, but one day he found a cool mask, and he's like, (laughs) maybe maybe this will make up for what a pussy I am, you know? Right. And And I'll tell you, like, well, he gets beat to death because he's like, man, look at you, you came here with Jon Snow, do you suck his dick? And and Crow dick, (laughs) he was not (laughs) having it. Wait a minute, I don't suck dick. And then he got beat to death. <laughs> He's like, let's talk. <laughs> that was a great little moment. That was a very crowd-pleasing moment, I think. Because we yeah. were all watching it. We are like, hell yeah. We are like, fuck yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with dragons, man, man. Yeah. Just, like, you know, there's a little meeting, and, the, of course, the fucking fan there is fucking like, fuck y'all. Uh-uh. Your enemy is always your enemy. And then they have that, then they introduce that one chick who's like one of the wildling leaders. And they really right. did just a great – they did a fucking-tastic job of making you give a fuck about her, even though they fucking kill her off, you know what I'm saying? Like fucking seven minutes later, you know what I mean? Not even like ten minutes or anything. It's real quick. You really yeah, give to a me, fuck about her. To me, she was Oberyn Express. She was like a sure. condensed Oberyn. Like, I like this trick. Oh, now she's dead. <laughs> Right, and you feel for that. You're like, fuck, they're killing her off this way. And what a great moment that is. You know what I mean? She's looking at those fuck. I mean, that's way more disturbing than most of the shit I've ever seen on Walking Dead. Yeah. When you see those kids there and that fucking ribcage kid, you're like, ooh, this can't be good. And then you see the little girl in the on the left, which is probably harkening back to the first little girl fucking white that you see in the first episode, right? You guys would all agree with me on that, yeah? Her, I don't remember, so I'll take it the internet's word like for it. Her. They don't address it or really focus on her, but she's there to the left or the right or whatever the fuck. She's in the cut there. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's a little, little throwback to that chick. You know what I mean? From the fir- very first episode, the little girl they see, you know? They just did a fucking exceptional job with all that shit, you know? I just fucking loved it. I think, I think 1-1, the giant, too, was a great... Uh, like let's let's ratchet up the fantasy and have you know a, a main character that's a giant. I don't sure. know what kind definitely. of role he plays in the books, but I definitely want to see more of him. 
Tim, what kind of world does one one play in the books? He's just talked about mostly, right? Um, yeah, I don't think that there's a, a huge. I, I I think um, like I've said before, they're getting really close to in all aspects of the story. They're getting really close to making it up as they go along, you know. Sure. So I think um, the character of that giant is they're going to do with him, you know, what maybe what uh, what they want to do or what George might be guiding them through with an outline. Um, but I, I really like what you said before, Andy, and I hadn't thought of that before. And he might be, the giant might be um, another aspect of that is that magic seems to be coming back into the world. Sure. But, but it's not good. Yeah. Like, no. It's not a good thing. And you're seeing that in the dragons. You're seeing that in the, the army of the dead and the white walkers and, and something like the giant. Like, yeah. When it's you all think dangerous. Of, yeah. When you think of the, the giant group of refugees that shows up at the wall and when one, one walks into fucking castle black, everyone's like, Oh shit. Uh, all this, yeah. <laughs> shit just got real. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I guess they probably saw the corpses from the battle, but um, sure. Yeah, there was a living... one in the tunnel. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that little mo. You know, like getting back to the thing that was like, "Fuck y'all, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm not doing this." I liked how once the shit got to fucking to the gate and all that shit, and the shit got real for him. Him and kind of Jon Snow kind of teamed up, you know, and he kind of acknowledged that. Like, yo, all right, fuck, yeah, let's get that fucking dragon glass, all right? Let's do yeah. that. Here, you get that dragon glass, I'll try to fight off this fucker. And let's go find a boat. Right. <laughs> well, that was a good, that was a nice, that, that, that whole battle scene on that was filled with a lot of great little character moments. And it's such a condensed, quick version. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought that was just... Ma- all of that was kind of masterfully done in terms of characters and their allegiances and all that stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And very well-paced and very smartly just orchestrated, showing a huge epic... Like I said, showing a huge epic event like that and then kind of condensing it to a small part and then... You know what's going on beyond those gates, obviously, you know? And like you said, Andy, with the sound and all that stuff like that, and then when they attack and do all this stuff like that, and it just just filled these just fantastic moments where they have this recognition, they look up, and then you see the fucking four horsemen there. You know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. really well done. I mean, just like, fuck. It's, this shit's on. This shit's real. This shit's on. Wow, this is not a good thing. At all, yeah. you know. And then when they leave, and you know, every, after everything is said and done, they leave, leave them very slowly, of course. And there's been much debate about, like, the way to the way workers, they can't swim. I don't think it was even about that. I think it was like, yeah, go tell your friends. We're coming. It's okay. Yeah. We need to get you. Go ahead. You ain't shit. What are you? <laughs> this is this. Raising the arms, that come, whole come at me crow kind of a fucking meme that's going around, whatever. Fuck yeah, very clever. Anyway, that's a badass fucking moment. It's all quiet. 
Yeah, I just doubled my fucking army. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got this. Do you want to hear <laughs> how Andy Andy Chang would arm armchair quarterback uh, that episode? Like, if Andy Chang directed that episode, you know what would have happened? What would have After you see, um, after you see the come at me crow, you would yeah. see fucking one one on the on the shore, like undead one one, like stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been. He would have been one of them. I think. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, that was a very. Yeah, that was. That was a massive crowd pleaser because of like what you guys are saying and what we were talking about. It's. It's not. It wasn't expected to go that long, and the fact that it did go that long and. They're showing, they're showing this threat and saying, "Yeah, remember this? Yeah, guess what? Remember what we've been talking about all along? Remember what Mormont said to uh, Jon Snow when Jon Snow wanted to leave the Night's Watch and go fucking avenge his brother and all that shit?" Mormont's like, "Yeah, you want to concern yourself with that? Well, guess what? This shit coming down here, and you can concern yourself with that." Or you can fuck around with this, because this is the real shit that threatens every motherfucker. And none of that shit fucking matters. You don't know, say politics and fucking revenge, blah, 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 blah. You remember that moment? Mm-hmm. Which was like fucking season one, I think, right? Or season, mm-hmm. was it season one? Yeah, you know, those words ring true. You know, this is the real fucking threat of what the fuck is going on with the rest of the shit. Everything else, and I think they did a fantastic job of reiterating that and finally showcasing that it's like yeah guess what <laughs> go talk and quibble and fucking high sprout up and throw fags in jail and blah 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 right none of that is just like right do you forget all about that you really don't even you as even a viewer don't even care about that stuff really you're like Oh, okay. Well, that's stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That stuff doesn't matter too much because it's a stake. It, uh, all of Westeros that is at stake here. Yeah. Winter is fucking coming. They finally showed winter is fucking coming. And it's not just fucking, yeah, it's going to be cold and it's going to, this snow's coming down and you're not going to see the sunlight for years and years and years. But guess what? Some shit comes with that and this is what it is. And it's great. Yeah. It's great, and I think it's I, I think it's been a theme that they've been exploring all this time. Like, sure. it, it makes you realize how soap opera-y and petty, you know, all right. the Lannister stuff is. Um, sure. Is that is that a if that's if you guys are done with that, I would like to bring up the the thing I kind of have a problem with this season is it's Bravos. Yes, yeah. I have a problem with Bravos too. Go ahead, please. That storyline doesn't have much momentum behind it to me. It does. It does not. Yeah. That's so, too. so where it's where it's left off is Jamie is going to bring back um, who who's his niece daughter. Oh, you you mean Dorn, Andy? Do- Dorn. I'm Dorn. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's her name? Marcella. 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 He's going to bring back Marcella with the Prince of Dorne. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. 
what 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 would the problem with that be or what's there is no problem uh, there is no problem no, right there's right. All, you know, there is no, no there's a severe problem with all of this stuff that they haven't fucking addressed that they usually address in fucking every episode that they throw a fucking raven out and motherfuckers know this shit before other fuckers know this shit apparently no one knows what the fuck is going on in King's Landing no one if anybody knew what the fuck was going on in King's Land as the fucking sparrows took this bitch over, do you think Stannis and all that would be fucking around with, like, yeah, I'm going to capture Winterfell or anything? No, no, no. They'd be like, fuck, oh, whoa. These fucking religious fucks are fucking t- took over the whole fucking... Yeah, it's kind of ripe for fucking taking over right the fuck now. Right now. Mm-hmm. But no, everybody seems unaware of it. And that's a problem. That's a big problem I have with the whole underlying everything with that. Okay. Who would who would I thought Maesters were the only ones that sent ravens? No, anybody can send a raven. Sure. I, yeah. I, I believe anybody could. I mean, if a maester, it's kind of like if a maester sends it, it'll go in your inbox. If someone else sends it, might go in your spam box, maybe. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I, I guess. Something no, like I that. think I think maesters traditionally are uh, like the caretakers Keepers? of of the raven. Right. They're the actions okay. of that yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think call- part of their job is to be like postmaster general of whatever uh, right. city they're in. Yeah. Do you guys know? Do you guys? You guys know what I'm saying, though, when it comes to that. Yeah. It's like no, no one thinks they haven't really addressed it. When it are comes you, to everybody else, are you guys? Are you book guys? Uh, do you know what's What's going to happen with the Dorn story? Uh, or are you, are you caught up? Really? Because, I mean, this is all... This, I don't remember this happening in the book. Do you, Lee? Mm-mm. This whole, this whole thing with Jamie going down there, I think, is... Uh, I think it's fabricated, pretty much, right? It's new to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't um, go down there with Braun at all. At well, I mean, you know? oh, yeah. no, Ron is done in the books. Right. Um, he he said goodbye to Tyrion when he thought Tyrion was going to be executed, and that was it. Yeah, done um, and done. But I thought I thought where you were going, Lee, was that um, nobody knows that Jamie's down there, so nobody would send him a raven to say, "Hey, your sister's been thrown in prison." Because no, no, no. no. I'm not saying just that, but. No, here's, but here, here's, I guess, the thing, is I guess that everybody, um, everybody except um, Littlefinger has pretty much sworn loyalty to the Lannisters and the war is over. Sure. So I don't know if there's anybody except maybe the Tyrells who would have enough power and strength to swoop in and take over. But, you know, what I'm saying is, I think the problem I have with the overall thing is everybody's unaware of what exactly is going on in King's Landing. The Mm -hmm. fucking, uh, uh, fucking Cersei's in fucking the clink, the fucking princesses in the fucking clink, you know what I'm saying? No one knows that, Mm -hmm. like, these sparrows took over that fucking whole town. Do you know what I'm saying? No one addresses it, no one just, like, no one's aware of it, you know. No, no one anywhere is aware of it. 
that that's happening. Maybe that's the Sparrow's fucking dealio, you know what I mean, that isn't letting information get out or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Everybody usually knows a little something-something about this. Where is, where is, uh, where is Carcetti right now? It's I don't know. King's they... Landing? He was what? meeting up with uh, Lady Olena, and they were talking right. about some stuff. That was all in King's Landing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Y- you assume he is, or I don't know. You 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 just don't know. And I know we're gonna find out the the final episode where all these other motherfuckers what they've been doing. Yeah, they've got a few characters that they've left hanging that I I, I feel like they need to check in on, and that will give us a bigger picture of the the whole season. Sure. But um. Yeah, I I confused. What did I say? I confused Bravos with uh, with Dorn. Dorn. Yeah, right. Dorn is. I think it's handled. It was handled too hastily, especially for something that built up so much. Yeah, right. Even before they were going to show Dorn, like you know, you know, you got all that news about the next is the next uh, uh, season of Game of Thrones. We're going to Dorn. Hell yeah! You know, you yeah, a little bit more. And like I said last time, we all talked. Before the last time, till Mark Walters circumvented the election, I was telling you my disappointment in Dorne. Like they don't even show an aerial shot of Dorne. I want to see like Dorne, like the capital city. All we see is a close up of man in wheelchair looking at gardens. That's all we see. Little, they did have a little interior. They had did have a pretty dope shot of uh, the uh, dome. As Jamie's sure. walking into that palace room, they're like, "Oh my God, look how beautiful this tiled." Right, feeling yeah. is. Yeah, they give you a hint of that, which is which is fine, I guess. I guess they don't need to do that, but they've always done that. That's the thing. Yeah. Anytime they like, kind of introduce a new place, you get this grand sweeping aerial shot of how vast and awesome the place is, you know. And even in the opening uh, sequence, you see that little snake curl around the fucking. Let me see that. Show me some of that. Show me some dude walking by that for a second. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm in Dorn. Kind of deal. What was you know? what was the gist? What was the gist of uh, uh, Oberyn's girlfriend? What's her name? Yeah, she's hot, man. Fuck. I, like, I, I, love I don't think thing. I ever caught her name. She has a conversation with Jamie, where she's a lot friendlier to him. Mm-hmm. Well, she's talking about kind of the sexual mores that exist out there and not. Here in Dorne, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because she's she, like, she I know you bang your sister. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but that, that, that does have implications with his uh, niece daughter. You know what I mean? Because she is a child of incest, let's say. And if ever that came out, what will that kid do? Does he? Will he feel the same way? Like, oh, I don't give a fuck. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? He's kind of. That's, that was an you know you know Annie I'm glad you brought that up because that's a very interesting scene you know because you yeah. don't know what direction they're gonna go with that scene you know because this is someone that if they were caught alone before she had a fucking kiss that ring she would go in there and grab the fucking letter opener and fucking slice his throat right yeah pretty much given the opportunity and all that stuff so that was kind of an interesting. It wasn't, yeah, because it wasn't really like a blackmail type of vibe. No, not at all. It's just kind of like a open your eyes up 
kind of fucking moment, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm really, you know what I'm really fucking hoping, which would be fucking awesome. I wish Jamie and her would bang, dude. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> that'd be so fucking awesome. But it would have. I'm not just saying just because that'd be great if he fucked somebody else besides his sister, but that would have a lot of kind of sexual tensiony kind of connotations that would kind of further this whole narrative and story, I think, in a very positive, interesting way, so to speak. And I wouldn't normally say that about something like that, but it'd be an interesting dynamic that I think would add story and character development to this thing we're watching, I think. Perhaps. For sure, I think, yeah. That'd be great. He's got a little fuck on. He's in Dorn. He's nice. <laughs> right? right? Think about it. That's right. Think about it. Hey, if it happens next episode, you heard it here first. There's me. I'm the only one thinking that because my mind's in the gutter like it always is. My mind is in flea bottom. So, <laughs> like a flea bite. Well, you know, the, the interesting dynamic of Dorn is like, oh, it's a bunch of fucking pussies living in fucking paradise or something like that. But then you see, like, uh-uh, he's thinking strategically. He doesn't want war, or all that, you know what I mean? But they are, you know, if it comes down to it, of course they're going to do that shit. But they'd rather than fucking not. They're like, that's right. an ideal fucking place to fucking live. It's beautiful, lovely, love the one you're with kind of deal, you know what I mean? Because of fuck, it's all good. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't fuck around. No, 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 no. It's all good. You can fuck this whore. It don't matter. None. It's all good. It's like, it's like heaven in Westeros, really. That's the place to be. For sure. Everybody's fucking hot. They'll show you their titties in jail, which is not something every man gets to jail. Poison your first, but that's kind of exciting. You know, Braun described it right. Fucking and fighting, right? You know what I mean? That's like, that's all anybody wants. Well, me, but... You know, it's a, it just that whole dynamic of all of that just kind of, but, you know, she said a great thing to him, which she can get away with anywhere. It's like, no wonder you can't stand because you don't fucking have a fucking spine, motherfucker. I'm going to pour this glass, bitch. But then he, he laid it down. He's like, uh-uh. guess what? Kiss this ring and fuck you. You No, no, no. You fucking, you know, yeah, you get fucking three strikes, you're fucking out. This is number two. You know, and she believes it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. She finally fucking believes it, which is nice—a nice fucking thing. You know that stuff. But I, I like his—I like his take on things. It's like he's not—he's not—he's not wanting to jump into fucking war. He knows what happens during that shit, and it's like, right. why do that if he don't absolutely have to? Where everybody else seems to just want to fucking sit on that throne. He's like, I'm fine in my chair, man. Yeah, this chucker right next to me. It's all good, and that's not a racist comment because he's black, but sort of is. You know, when I when I think of when I think of all the locations and all the characters and where we are yeah. where we're leaving them, Dorn is the least juicy. Dorn has like the least amount of uh, stakes, leading connecting it to the rest of the world right now. Sure, um, sure. They're the kind of like it's it's so weird that they're like. At the bottom of the continent, and they're like, "Man, the less we got to deal with you fuckers, the better." I am leave us like, the fuck alone. The the one thing, like when I when I think of all my 
all my characters in Game of Thrones and where they are, like the one I always go back to is Winterfell. Like what's going to happen there? Like that's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of Stannis marching to Winterfell, um, do you know, book readers, yes or no, what the magic, the, what the magic they're going to get from the sacrifice is going to be? No, here's the thing about, let's move on to Stannis. That's not in the fucking books. That moment you guys don't, that we're thinking so that's about not in the book? In the book. No. Okay. Okay. No. Well, I mean, she is, she, the Red Lady is obsessed with King's blood. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. she is. Um, but it's funny. It's it's one of the aspects of um, again. It's it's the examination of politics and religion that you mm-hmm. get to spend time with in the books. That you, it doesn't right. exactly translate into um, the show, where right. a lot of it you you see parallels to like Christianity, ancient religions, pagan religions. New Age religions and how they all kind of vie for a place in you know in the marketplace. Like, well, hers mm-hmm. is kind of like like Tim. What, were you, what do you think? Is hers like a kind of paganishy New Age religion, so to speak, but an old religion as well? It's it's strange. Yeah, I mean it's, it's strange weird because yeah. because she's so politically minded that you think that she's a charlatan. Trying right. to trying to jockey for power, but then you wonder, like, well, shit, did that thing that she just did really happen? Like the Phantom Baby from the first season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely happened. I mean, clearly right. that's some sort of magic. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she knew to say to John, "You know nothing, Jon Snow." Like that came from somewhere. Do you guys remember um, the leech? The leech scene. Mm-hmm. Of course. So it's three leeches, right? Right. No, four. And right? or just three. Is it, it? It's multiple leeches, and like yeah. there is a <laughs> like like um, doesn't she doesn't she like announce like Joffrey's name? Doesn't she announce like a bunch of names and they're all yeah, Balon, Greyjoy, Joffrey, okay. and uh, what's nuts? Fucking uh, Rob Stark. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Three names. Okay, so, so yeah, those all came true apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with the verdict still out on Balon, they haven't explored any of that. Nor do they really need to. Balon is. Oh. We haven't checked on, on we haven't checked in on the Greyjoys in a while, right? Yes. The Greyjoys the last you kinda see the Greyjoys is fucking uh, uh the si- fucking Reek the sister, sister there trying yeah. to rescue him. She's like, I have no brother and that's it. Boom, gone. That's the last yeah, fucking saw the Greyjoys. And in the books, here's the thing, they kinda skipped over a huge part of the not a huge part, but a sizable part of the books, which I think they might be tackling for the next season they're going to introduce some more Greyjoys there's a huge little Greyjoy thing going on with other Greyjoys that you have not heard of or seen right that ramifications right Tim you can back me up on this without spoiling anything well um like that's the thing like 
I don't I don't know if the ramifications are that great. The fact right. gone, the fact that we've gone this far without them. Um, but apparently, but apparently they are casting for a few Greyjoys yeah. next season, yeah. from what I've read, of course. Yeah. Right. So they're going to yeah. bring them in a little somehow because I, I think they're going to bring that type of story implication. They're going to push it a little more excitingly than they did in the books. Yeah, because so they're they're right. the, the Greyjoys are very much a family of the North. And right. I'm anticipating a lot of, like you said, Andy, like always, always coming back to Winterfell. You want right. to know what happened to Winterfell. I think there's going to be a lot of that next season that we just don't know what's going to happen because it's going to be, you know, beyond what's happened in the books. So mm-hmm. that's exciting, right. You know? Yeah. But back, I, I, back to my back to my original point, which is that we are led to believe that. Melisandre's spells work for yes. the most part. Yeah. We're, we're, so, I think we are, you know, this, this show, let me caveat this real quick. Uh, this show is, I think, the only god that seems to be doing any fucking dealio is the fucking red fucking god or whatever. What the fuck is he called? Right? The, uh, yeah. the Lord of Light. Lord of Light, yeah. The Lord of Light there brings motherfuckers back from the dead. Has fucking phantom fucking uh, assassin pussy monsters birthday. Right. It, 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 he's the only one doing anything. The other gods, well, drowned gods, other fuckers, they're not doing shit. The Lord of Light one is the one that means, seems to matter the fucking most. Whether or not he's good or bad is a different fucking story. Well, but, yeah, exactly. Here's here's kind of what I think about about the whole thing that that the worship of the Lord of Light, either whether it's the guy with the Brotherhood of with no banners or Lysandra, right. that is is the worship of this god really just a way to tap into magic? Because right. I, I feel like the political maneuvering that she does, it almost makes it feel like she's gambling, you know, and sure. things are just going her way. But but then she also she also has these moments where it seems like she is performing real magic, and it's usually very very dark and very bad. Right. Um, and the what, same what, with the other guy. The same with the other guy, like healing wounds and bringing people back from the dead. Um, well, you remember that moment they had when they encountered each other, which was a great moment. It's like, mm-hmm. you worship your God the way you want to, I'll do it the way I want to. Kind of right. Thing. Which I right. thought was awesome, which was an awesome little moment. Right, so it almost seems to me, yeah, like, like I'm going to use my magic the way I want to, and if you want to get right. caught up with kings and kingmakers and power and all that stuff, feel free, lady. I couldn't give a shit. Um. So that's why, to me, it almost feels like like the the thing with the leeches, um, like it was almost as though she was she was keeping track of the way the tide was rolling, sure, and just kind of placed a, an educated bet on what was going to happen. Like it could almost be interpreted that way, but. I don't know. Now that they've done what they've done to to her daughter, 
Right. You know, I mean, if if it's that truly up. is, yeah, if that truly is a magical ritual, then there's going to be there's going to be a big there should be a big outcome to that. You know what I mean? Like Melisandre's uh, her her credibility is on the line now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, was I the only one that was just, man, my stomach was sick after watching that. Like, I, I, you know, when I saw that moment, and I normally don't, I don't normally let things like this affect me, but after seeing that moment, it really affected the rest of viewing the episode for me. I was just so, even though I saw it coming a mile away, of course. You know, it just really got to me really bad, you know? It was just fucking Lee, Lee. I know exactly what you're talking about, but you know what wiped it away is the helicopter what? Super Bowl shot of oh, the, yeah, sure. <laughs> of the pit. <laughs> like, my, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it takes a couple minutes for that to settle in, but yeah, yeah. But uh, you um, know, I am. But you know, just that was just wow. You know, and you know, and you know, props to the show yeah. writers. You know what I mean? They're assholes most of all because. Yeah, they strategically built. They knew what they were going to do with that character and the, that moment because they that that's why you have that moment where Stannis is talking to his daughter, saying, "Hey, you're fucking a Baratheon. I fucking got all the maesters up in this motherfucker to fucking stop that fucking grayscale from happening, Captain. You know what I mean? I love mm-hmm. me, me, me. You know what I mean? They did a real fantastic job of really making. Oh, Spanish, you just, you're, oh, you're a great guy. You know what I mean? And now everybody fucking hates Stannis, man. No one. There's just all this fucking outcry. But that, that that's what I love about this show, though. They can make you turn on the character on a fucking dime. Not that you like Stannis, per se, anyway, from the get-go. You were like, oh, my God, you're following this crazy bitch. You're burning your fucking nephews from the get-go. That's how you fucking start off showing you. You know what I mean? You're wondering why the fucking Onion Knight is fucking following this motherfucker. It's like, God damn, you're way smarter than that. Why are you following this fool? This dude's crazy. He's a maniac. He's he's not fun to talk to. He's not a hoot. He's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, no. You'd be better off You know what else. I think, you know what I think will have a, a big impact like when say the Blu-rays come out or when, um, you know, people are marathoning through, uh, when, when people do a rewatch of this entire mm-hmm. season, you know, it starts with, uh, Mance Raider getting, getting burned at the, sure. at the stake. Mm-hmm. But even he, even he, even everybody at that wall knows it's fucked up to listen to someone scream as they're burning to death. Sure. Jon Snow knows this, and he's like, I can't, I can't see, I can't watch this happen. And the fact that we get to hear this adorable little girl scream her last yeah. breath as she's burning to death really drives home how fucked up it is. Sure. Yeah. And ar- argu- arguably the most, it is the most sympathetic character in all of Game of Thrones history. Right. Really, right? She's just a sweetheart of a fucking girl that was born with this affliction that was fucking just living in a dungeon, pretty much, with her fucking yeah. three books, let's say, teaching motherfuckers how to read. You know, just, just fucking awful. Her mom, her mom fucking hates her. 
everything, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just fucking awful, you know, and you just, they really built that up, and you, every time you see her, you're like, aww, and she's just yeah. the biggest sweetheart. Every moment you see her, just like, wow, in this fucking dark, horrible world that is Game of Thrones, she's like the little ray of fucking light, and she doesn't feel too sorry for herself, Rain's like she's just living, she's just happy to be alive. And she's happy to appease her father. And she they walk her she's like, Oh, wait a second. I was thinking this dad. Really? And then boom. And then, you know, you got the mom fucking breaking down at the last moment, you little bitch. You should have fucking treated her well her whole fucking life. That would have meant something a little more. I like that think, she did um, it though. It kinda of felt good about that. Do you think do you think Davos knew? something might happen to her. And that's totally. what he, to take I, I, her. he totally did. And that that that's a weird weird spot because you want if Davos did know exactly what was gonna happen to her with with the Davos character as we know him through the show, let's say, like, okay, I'm fucking sneaking you out. We're fucking out of here. We're getting out of here. No, I can't do this anymore. This is not. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm not gonna. Let, you know what I'm saying? He's been yeah. through enough. Did you feel that kind of, so to speak? I thought, yeah, I kind of suspected that might happen. Right. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like he was. He was. He was too far gone, into this whole adventure. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Well, that, that, that's a problem I have with Davos. Like I was saying, just you know, just moments ago, it's like. How can you still be wrong with this guy? You see all this stuff. It's like, come on, why are you still? Come on. He, he, he the, the thing with Davos is he's so much smarter than all of that, than dealing with all that. He's the guy who freed fucking what's his nuts. Let him fucking still row. He's probably fucking rowing on some fucking sea somewhere. Gendry there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he knows better. He does know better. That's why he does the things he does. He feels somehow indebted to fucking stand us there for some fucking reason for just cutting off three of his fucking fingers. Or I don't know. He thinks he's the one true. He's just so honorable that he can just bypass all this stuff. That's the confusing part about Davo. Because you know he just knows better. He just knows that, no, this is not no, I can't be a part of this kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think sure? I think the I think the writers did a backwards engineering thing where they knew they knew Shireen's gonna die, so like, what what sure. scene can we have with with Davos and Shireen to make this even more brutal? And it's that whole he carved her a stag, mm-hmm. a little right. stag, and she's like, "Can you make me a doe?" Uh, so they have someone to be with. He's like, "Of course, just yeah." The next time I see you, I'll have another toy for you. That's just so, ugh, ah, yeah, so icky man. Fucking- you know? Yeah, it's fucking it pulls at you. It's yeah. just like when the his whole conversation when he was talking to Stannis is like, oh, perhaps I shall take blah blah blah. He's like, no, my family stays with me. Blah, 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 blah. You know he knows. It's just it just sucks. And I don't know if he do, I don't know if Davos doesn't want to believe it or it's just too confused by his, like words to stand next to his king or one he believes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just hope he comes back saying, all right, fuck all this shit. Uh-uh. It would <laughs> right. be nice. That would be awesome, of course. That would be the redemptive thing about that, you know. But that's the beauty of this show. 
it doesn't happen exactly how you want it to happen. You want them to do that, but we're not doing that, <laughs> you know? I Yeah, from what I gather, Shireen's death and Sansa's rape are the most controversial things from this season. Sure. And my, my outtake, my, my take of it is let's see where this leads. Like, sure. <laughs> you're hating this now, but maybe Shireen's death it's going to result in something that'll make you cheer. Like, yeah, I'm glad they did that. No. Awesome. I don't, think, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you would love to think that, right? But I just don't, yeah. I, I don't know. You can't. Yeah, I kind of doubt really. it too. You right. can't look, I don't think you can look at Stannis the same way again. You know, he just went way beyond the pale there, right there, right? With all that. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's nothing anybody has – I don't think there's anything anybody has done that has been that heinous where you think they can't come back from, per se. I mean, even right. Ramsey can apologize for being <laughs> a little fucking Skinner raper. <laughs> and you might be like, oh. No, maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I'm just saying, he has more of a chance of getting your sympathy <laughs> than Sam. <laughs> He burned his daughter at the stake, and everybody watched this poor innocent girl. No, 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 no. Right? I, I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, I just. Yeah. But. Uh, but you know, like like you said, Andy. But you brought up a good point. The two most controversial moments is both violence against women and all that stuff like that. But the way mm-hmm. they chose to do it, which I think were great art you know, filmatic ways to do it and were, were are more effective than actually showing those moments. If you saw yeah. her feet burning or her on fire, you shower, her skin scorching up. Yep. Or you show fucking Ramsey fucking just getting that dread for, you know, carving a new hole in that dread for you, right. you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be as effective, but they focus on yeah. Rick's face and it's disgust and you hear the noises and you just hear screams and everybody's just looking at it just blankly and just, you know, and the mom's, you know what I mean? Those are way more disturbing. And that just goes to, just shows the power of, you know, you just, the less you show, the more shocking and more horrible and the more resonating something those moments can be with that. Do you, do you think we're going to get a payoff of uh, Sansa's shank, the shank she picked up? I think we absolutely are, or else they wouldn't have set that up. Yes. Yeah. Do you? I think. Do you have guesses, do. or do you know? I have no idea. Tim, do you do you recall anything? I don't remember. You I don't remember. Nothing. Good. Okay. Well, no, well, well, but here's yes. no. But here's the thing, though. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but I feel like I'm remembering something. And he's not married to Santa. He's What's not that? married to Santa. In the book, no, no, he's no. Not married yeah, to I know, I know. Right. Oh yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he's married yeah. to some doppelganger for Santa that they believe is Santa, but not. Kind of deal. But yeah, this thing's going on. Just like there's, there's kind of the without revealing anything. There's this little setup they're trying to do with old fucking Holly there with Jon Snow. That I, Tim knows what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you 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 kind of get the gist of what we're saying, Andy? A little Ollie's bit. Ollie's questioning this, and Ollie's a little weird. This. And yeah, 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 yeah. Looking at you know what I mean? 
there's something in the book that kind of is way different than I think what will go on that they're kind of putting on that character right now. Whether or not it happens or not is, you know, here or there, you know what I mean? But right. it's like a big kind of to-do, you know, without saying revealing anything at all. Mm-hmm. But you kind of get a hint of it. They're making it very blatant, which is, I think, is kind of lazy on their part. They're kind of making it, like, you know, Captain Obvious here with all that shit. You know what? Um, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have – I think that Ollie situation could go a number of ways, and I don't I don't really know. Yeah. So if you guys have book speculation that informs that, um, that's not something that's been made obvious to me. So it might be obvious to you, but it's not obvious to me what's going to Yeah, happen. if you read the books, it's, it's very obvious, but they, they might not go that direction, just like – but they, 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 but that's what they do though. Also, they they right, they, they, right now, especially they're taking within the books and kind of throwing you a loop and changing it up in that way. But it, it looks to me like they're going to do what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, they've left they've left a few loose ends that I feel like they're going to address in the next episode. Like, I feel like they need to check in with Brienne at least one more time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which will have something to do with Sansa, I hope. Yes, they do um, show that in the preview for next episode. Okay. Well, they show uh, uh, without without spoiling anything for you, any because you haven't seen it. They just just right. they just show her saying something. That's okay. Um, we're definitely gonna address that. We're definitely gonna address uh, Cersei and all that stuff like that because they show her again because we haven't been dealing with King's Landing at all, obviously. Yeah. So they show that. I mean, everything in the in the the last episode coming next is extremely vague, of course. But they're if definitely going to guess everybody. If, if yeah, if I had to make a guess of the last shot of the show, it's going to be a check in with Bran. I think. Um, I think that's kind of a nice uh, bridge back to. That's a big hanging thread, you know. I don't know. There's been. Maybe not. Well, we okay, haven't seen well, it in a while. I, I think that that would be that would be something, Andy. Yeah, it would be something. I don't think they're going to do it. I personally don't mm-hmm. think. Now, right. uh, Tim, uh, you know what the last episode is called? Yes. I don't. I don't either. Okay, well, don't say. If you know what the last episode is called, I won't tell anybody what it is now. But it has oh. multiple meanings, and 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 it, and, and it definitely has a meaning that will probably kind of surprise you, Tim. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Which has been good. Are there any other characters that you you feel like they need to check in with? Well, there might be one that you haven't thought of in a while that they might check in with is what I'm saying. Just based on the title of the last episode. That might be a little bomb they throw out there. No, well, they have to deal with Brienne, obviously. It's still the mm-hmm. Ramsey situation, what's going on there. They're going to deal with the whole Stannis thing, of course. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and, and all indications, this is not really a spoiler at all, but all indications indicate just from the little preview is that, you know, that shit works. <laughs> shit works. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, we're ready. You know, that's all they say. You know what I mean? Obviously, right. you know there's going to be yeah, – that. that's not really affecting your 
like, oh, you asshole, you told me some shit. You know what I mean? That's obviously they're going to show something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to tie up that. Um, as far as everybody, I'm just trying to think of what things they have tied up completely that they don't need to even delve into. And uh, part of the Marine stuff, they don't have to delve into anymore. What do you think, Tim? Um. Well, I mean, that's kind of closed out. It's difficult to much. say because right. of where Daenerys might end up. What's sure. going to happen with? I mean, Peter Dinklage is the headliner of the show, right? Sure. So yeah. It's it's difficult to say now where where his character and his cohorts there are going to end up. It's difficult to say because they've, like I said, they've streamlined so much of that stuff over there. Um, sure. It's difficult to say if they're going to recycle anything that they've cut out um, or or not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of kind of that lazy river boat trip that uh, that Tyrion and Jorah took Right. You know, um, yeah, with 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 other companions, characters that, uh, um, you know, that that never showed up. Um, so. Did that text you, Tim? Yeah, I did. I and I I thought that too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's. So, I, I feel like I feel like we're we're getting to a point now to where all we're we're kind of talking about now is speculation um, sure, about where the the show's going to go and it it's funny now Andy like there are just a few little things now that like that that someone like me or Grant or or Lee have there are only just a few more little tidbits that we have before right. everybody is on equal footing yeah true you know, right. and and if if something if if one of the last things that happens in book five happens in the end of in the the season finale here, then we're all cut up. We're basically all cut up. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, um, which I think is maybe their goal. Maybe right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because didn't they say that they expect the show to run seven seasons? Yeah, so we got two more. Yeah, I mean, so they've got uh, they have his outline for seven right. books. Um, so I mean, and they have his blessing pretty much. You know, there's nothing yeah. that oh, has yeah. happened in the show where he's like, oh, I can't believe they fucking did that or anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I gotta, I gotta backtrack a little bit. Okay, so I I misspoke earlier and said I have a problem with Bravos when I actually had a problem with Dorn, but it sounded right. like you guys, or at least you did, Lee, you have a problem with Bravos? No, no, I have a problem with Bravos. It's okay. going a little slow, I think. I I really like it. Um, it's very Dagobah to me. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you're not ready. I am ready. No, you're not ready. Look, look here's a test for you. I know you're super emotional and you're going to, this is what's going to happen. And you're not going to be a true Jedi because you, you still have all this baggage with you. That's what I love about the whole 
faceless. Well, that, that's uh, where I kind of see it going. That's why I keep see it going with Flint there, because he's right. like, yo, he, he she's gonna obviously they kind of kind of set it up like where you know, hey, next time around he's gonna want a younger chick, and then that chick's gonna remember that cockles. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's like, all right, come on, you're gonna fucking fuck this dude or whatever. People, uh, people on multiple podcasts have brought up the idea how creepy it is to ask for a fresh one tomorrow. Right. That is so fucking gross. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, because what I'm going to do... <laughs> I can't do to this one tomorrow. Right. right. <laughs> Andy doesn't share. <laughs> what a fucking dick. <laughs> dope ass overcoat though. Yeah, they get some dope ass overcoats. Made popular and by Jamie Lannister, of course. And the mustache wax is working pretty, pretty hard for it's him. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> but if if, if, if ever there's a character you wanted to hate even more than you hated him, just in case you don't remember how much you hated this fucking guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's air, let's put this little dime on you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once once Arya got on that boat, um, her story kind of became disconnected from everything else, and yeah. so so where everything else was intertwined, it was almost like she, it was almost like her story became a story within the story, and yeah. and I think that that is to a point refreshing, that that you it's almost like getting a break. Like, oh, yeah, let's check in with Arya. Um, yeah. And I, I know that throughout the books, her chapters have always been some of my favorites. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's the fine, you know, that's the, the, the beautiful balance that you, that you get with this show, you know, is to balance all these people and characters out that are fucking everywhere, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bring them all together. They're all on different. They're on two separate continents, and then some people are on the same continent, but different fucking place. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's a Herculean task that you know. I think the show does a fucking just a better job than any of us could ever fucking do. I'm not downplaying our awesome skills, of course, but you know what I'm saying? It's just wow. It's just it's it's. It's amazing how they 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 kind of excise this and excise that. There's this whole thing that well here. This is not a spoiler from the book or anything like that, Andy. So, okay. So you know when they burn Mance Raider, mm-hmm. right? So Melisandre for some reason fucking swaps fucking body swaps fucking uh, rattled shirt. Into Mance Raider. So uh, Rattleshirt is the one that gets fucking burned. So when I'm watching watching Rattleshirt in that scene, I'm like, maybe they made it happen. That's really Mance Raider. And then fucking Giant Spain beats him to death. Okay, well, that fucking thing's gone. (laughs) Which is, right? It was one of those weird little, like, kind of, because in the book, there's a hell of a lot more kind of mystical, magical shit going on in in the books. Right and all that, so <laughs> they showed that, but they you know they chose to not go that route, which is good because even in the book it's like what the fuck, really? Yeah, 
But I couldn't help but chuckle. I was like, well, maybe this man says he's beaten to death there. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But they kind of, you know, they kind of squashed that whole fucking thing with that. Yeah. And do you, you, you remember you remember all that, right, Tim? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Because I think that was just weird and bizarre. But in the books, too, uh, you know, Manta has a bunch of wives and all that shit like that. And just, there's a lot, way more, well, obviously, there's a lot of fucking shit in the books. Far, far, far expanded than, say, it is in the show that they have to condense down or excise, which we all know, of course. But I think they do a good job of that because a lot of that stuff is crazy unnecessary. And that being one of the moments, really, that's like, well, fuck that. We're not going to do that. That's fucking retarded. <laughs> Come on. Just like, no, uh-uh. It, do- it doesn't serve any plot point at all, really, to do yeah. that. You know? I was kind of amazed that they did it in the book, you know? I was kind of taken aback <laughs> Like, where are you going with this part? You know what I mean? It's like, well, what's happening here? Kind of deal. But, you know, way way early on as you know at when when the shirt when the show first started and you know i had some friends that are like oh i don't like that lord of the rings stuff you know that's right. a very common like hey do you watch game of thrones no i don't like fantasy like i don't like swords and magic and that kind of stuff my big selling point to them was it's not really like that it's more like the wire where it's a sure it's more about it's more about the location and the power struggles within that location than it is about fighting dragons and swords and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, it's it's at a point now, just because I listen to so many podcasts, it's because it's like so deep in the season, like where it is now. Yeah. The stakes of this the stakes of the the show are so high and when you know, kind of like how we just had our discussion now, when we bring up individual locations, all of those locations have a direct correlation with another location. And like the, all those relationships are pretty strong, you know, with the exception of Dorn to me. Like everything, everything is really, really super connected now. Yeah. Right. I agree. Well, I yeah. guys remember when you know I didn't like I didn't even watch the show the first season, right? I never read the books or anything like that. Game of Thrones coming out, whatever. I'm like, uh, what is this medieval fucking bullshit? You know what I mean? I just thought it was like yeah. fucking Outlanders. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're merry old England having a little spat over this, that, and the other. You know? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you gotta watch this shit. You gotta fucking watch this. That your first episode. I'm like, but of course, watching the first fucking seven minutes of that fucking show. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just got yeah. me. Oh, just actually, just from the first fucking one and a half minutes where they showed that fucking wall, I'm like, what is that? Huh? I, I was just <laughs> blown the fuck. My expectations of this fuck. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this shit. Whatever. I got to fucking stay up all night and fucking work. My book is fucking due tomorrow. What am I going to watch? Uh, everybody's talking about this fucking game. Okay. I watch uh-huh. the shit. That fucking wall. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> what? They don't say a thing about the wall. Nothing. Fucking guys going through it. They encounter fucking slaughtered fucking whatever the fuck. Fucking zombie. With- I was like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm with you. I'm with you right there and there. That just got me like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, I, you know, to the point where, you know, I get obsessed with this stuff now. As anybody that is into it does. You know, like you say, Andy, you listen to the podcast. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah. You read the book. Like, it's me and Tim, read the books. Blah, 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 blah. But the books have been out for years before the show came out. And I could give a fuck about that shit. You see the covers, you're like, oh, okay, the guy on a horse. Hey, Dragonland shit. Give a fuck. But, you know, now I look at fucking maps. I want the most accurate map. I want to know where things are happening and this and that. I want to know how many miles it is to get to the fucking this to that. You know what I'm saying? And I get pissed off when they get places too quick. I'm like, no, no, no. It'll take a little longer. You know what I'm saying? I just get... Which is that, that is the beauty of this universe. You know what I mean? How rich this and realize this fucking universe is, you know, it's fucking just, it's, it's fascinating. You just, what well, you just, you get obsessed with it. You think beyond it. You you, you want to hear everybody's take on it. You want to hear everybody's opinion on it for good or you bad know, or for worse. Really? Speaking, you know, I, I don't speaking, mind hearing a bad podcast with a contradictory opinion because it'll get me thinking about certain things about the characters, which I, I like and appreciate. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. I don't mean to go Let me drag it. Can we drop in Dragonlance, by the way? Hey, hello. <laughs> You're knocking it. I love this. I love this shit. Speaking, speaking of maps, I pulled one up today because I was having a similar Game of Thrones discussion with someone uh, sure. when I asked, where, where is Daenerys going? You know, that was my question. And, you know, this guy was a little more emotional. He like, that dragon is flying straight to King's Landing, and they are going to fuck shit up, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No. So, oh, I think that's the... Uh, he didn't know? No. No. He was fascinating. What I did was I pulled up a map. I looked at Marine, and I looked at um, Valeria. Yeah. And I did the Singapore Airlines compass circle. <laughs> I was like, this is the radius <laughs> that I know this dragon can travel. And I looked around, I was like, okay, Valeria is pretty far, but yeah, we've never seen that dragon go past, you know, a pretty pretty small radius of where Marine and Valeria is. Sure, he's just going around, going around. Yeah. Not too far from the, the you know. Home, yeah. you know. It's like you know when you kick out your kid and they're living under a bridge somewhere. You know he's not that far. He's not that far. Yeah, they're usually in the garage. Um, <laughs> so, so after, like, all after, figured out, they're camping. You know, yeah. they're out there camping somewhere. After the last episode, a friend of the show, Anthony Harris, reached out to me via Twitter to say that he he got. The uh, the reference that I was making about I don't know if you guys remember I was mentioning how there was a photo that they were using to promote the show at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and I I didn't want to ruin anything because uh, what the one of Tyrion looking at the dragon? No 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 it was the one of Daenerys. Oh. Um, she's like she's she's like reclining against Drogon or something. Right. Okay. right, right yeah. Right. Which, like, I guess 
to to the non-book reader, that's just a, a, a stylistic photo of Daenerys and one of her dragons. Sure. Right. But now, like, to me, it was like, oh, shit. A reveal? They're, yeah, they're kind of revealing that Daenerys and her dragon are going to take off together. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so it's... I. To me, it was it was it was interesting and clever that they used that 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 it could pass for one thing, but to to me, it was something else. Yeah, it was it was that oh shit, you know, my favorite scene from the books is going to happen this season. Oh boy. Yeah. Right, which I will for a moment for six or seven minutes, right? <laughs> Tie that up. Uh, you know, I think everybody waits for the big kind of to do at the end, and that's maybe one of the reasons that I addressed last time, where I was kind of disappointed at the the last scene of uh, the last season, and we all remember that, yeah. What was it? That's where Arya's on the boat going to Bravo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait for it. I think. They might, if they want to be clever motherfuckers, these fucking guys, they'll end it with something, right? And then they'll do the fucking Marvel beyond the fucking credit sequence fucking thing and drop no. some shit. No. That'd be crazy. <laughs> They've never done that. They've never done that. Then again, Walking Dead never did that, but they did it. You never know. One... Okay, so on Cast of Kings, the, the one podcast I listened to, Mm-hmm. Um, I? do you guys remember how this season opens? Yes. Cersei. Young Cersei, Cersei. Cersei flashback. Yes. So Cersei flashback, like Game of Thrones has never flashed back. Never. Right. So and this saying. is the only time. What's that? That's what I'm saying though. Yes. That's not in the They've book never. Either. Right, so they've never done a flashback, so it could be used as a framing device, you know, like, yeah, Cersei's, for that reason, I don't know if I want to rewatch it now just to make myself speculate and maybe lead myself down some wrong paths, but it would not surprise me if that scene would take on more weight after... No, but, but if you recall that scene, like everything that that Seer said to Cersei already kind of happened, yeah? Or we already uh, know, right? Yeah, that's already what, kind of... What does she tell like, her? She tells her that she'll be queen, right, but that she'll she'll never have the king's children or something? Is that what she tells her? Right. The, king will have, the king will have 20 children none, and none of none them yours. will be yours. Yeah. Yes. She's like, oh, you'll you will be queen for a little tidbit, right? Yeah. She does. Throw, he, she does throw it out there. She's like, ooh, it's yeah. like, and she will have many, like you said, he'll have many children, but none yours. That's yeah. pretty much it. Is there, was there anything else that you can think of? Like I said, I kind of want to watch that scene again, and I kind of don't. <laughs> right. I don't. I, I I personally don't recall anything. Being of revelatory note, there right. that hasn't been already shown. Per se, do, Tim, do you recall anything? 
I don't think so. Um, yeah. No, because I, he's, now, he's now I want to go back and watch it because I'm, I'm <laughs> almost thinking about it now, and I'm thinking like, oh, God, what, what the hell was the point? Well, the, yeah. the, well, the one thing she does say is um, about another queen coming along that's going to be prettier than her or whatever. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That right. kind of harkens okay. back to it because it, then it shows then it shows Cersei present day fucking scowl, you know, kind of scowly thinking about Marjorie. So it yeah. kind of plays into that. You know, and that's kind of it. I don't, yeah, they don't reveal anything more than I think that we might be not thinking of. So there, I don't think there's anything too revelatory about that. I kind of deal So you're safe. Per se. Hey, I got a question. Did you, hey, uh, Tim or uh, Adam or Andy, did you guys pick up that big-ass fucking awesome Game of Thrones book? What the fuck was it called? That real big illustrated fucking book? No. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, fucking but, badass book, uh, though, man. Um, is it about the... Is it about the book series or the TV show or both? About the t- uh, just the book series. Okay. It's kind of like a history and lore of Westeros and all that shit. But it's like just full color illustrations. It talks about the families and Targaryens and just everything. Gosh. I'm the only one who got that. Yeah. Um, if I was to, if I was to dive deep, I would start reading the books or maybe take your advice and listen to the books. Before sure. I really started doing any more further investigation, there right, is a certain like... there's a certain level of dumbness that I kind of like <laughs> that I sure. have with the show now. But that, that's what we get, even for knowing as much as we know. And I, I can't right. even pretend to know as much as Tim knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tim has definitely read way more into it than I have and all that, you know yeah. what I mean? Because he's been a fan of it for years and years and years. So he's got definitely a head start on all that stuff, you know, but I think yeah. me and Tim can both say we're kind of, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know we just don't. Actually, I think Lee, you're, you're confusing my fandom with grants. I, no, no, I no read, not necessarily. I read, you know a lot started more. Reading, I started reading the first book. No, no, I'm just talking about uh, time-wise. Um, sure. I started reading the first book when I heard about the series. Okay. And, and I think I think Grant started reading the series just years and years ago before sure. before the TV show was even a, 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 a you know a, in production. He picked it up just as a fantasy novel, whereas I picked it up as oh this is going to be something. But yeah, no, I mean I've I've read. I've read the first few books a couple times. Sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's way more than I've done. I've listened to them maybe once or something. You know what I'm saying? Well, I read the funny. first one. I read the first one, and I read the last one. And then I got books one, two, three, and four on audio, and I listened right. to them, I listened to them okay. a couple of times. Well, you're still ahead of me then. You know what I mean? Because I just listened yeah. to them on audio. Like, I you read know, the first you know. one. And then I got the audio for two, three, and four. Right. And then waiting for book five to come out, I, I re-listened to the whole series. Right. 
And then when Book Five came out, I just bought it and read it. What is the runtime on, say, like Book Two? It's pretty long. Long. Yeah, yeah. Book Two and Three are very long. Let me uh, hour hour wise. Could you take a stab at it? Dude, about mm-hmm. twenty three hours maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Double yeah. digits. And well, that's let's, actually let's, that's like three work days to me. So maybe I should do that. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, Andy. You read you read the first book though, right? And yeah. The, yeah. Well, you know how the structure's set up, where it's character, point of views, and right? All that stuff. So yeah, yeah. No, I think he should. Yeah. Maybe they'll do that in the uh, in the off time. Well, I thought for sure they'd show some old town in this because, like, they could think the fourth or fifth book starts off with old town, right? Um, but they don't they didn't deal with any of that stuff at all. They've never showed old town at all, and old town's the biggest city in Westeros. Right. Like it's fucking. It's like the New York City of fucking Westeros, but they never fucking show it. They barely talk about it. They say, yeah, fucking maesters are fucking taught there and all that shit like that. Nor do they need to, because nothing really goes on there, per se. Andy, I'm looking in my iTunes, and Mm -hmm. book four is listed at 1.2 days long. (laughs) (laughs) And Clash Clash of Kings, which is the second book, is 1.5 days. Wow. Yeah. Being conservative. So that's, yeah. uh, that one's 36 hours. Yeah, but okay. if you take all the food, the food recipes and all that shit like that. Right. Out of it, if you, if you zone out, if you zone out while you're listening, uh, if you, if you can strategically do it while he's describing either food or banners, you won't miss anything. The first book has a lot of descriptions of outfits. Mm-hmm. Boiled boiled leather bracers, blah 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 blah. Yep. Right. A lot of jeweled jeweled a lot of headdresses. A lot of bullshit. Yeah. A lot, lot of uh, a lot of stew. A lot of bread bowls. Um, the big <laughs> one in the first part is uh, buttered meat on skewers and garlic. <laughs> it all sounds pretty fucking good, like Texas Day Brazil, some Charoscuro, whatever. Oh, for sure. Good stuff, though. You should listen to it. It's worth a listen. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if you if you enjoy the world as much as all of us do, and I know you do, you know, it's a more enriching experience. I, I'm yeah. just worried about if who knows when the fucking next is going to come out. It's slated for what 2016, Tim? Right? Have you heard that? I think it's so. not coming out this year. Yeah, right. and there's been a, a few chapters released of it, maybe ten or so, right? Oh, I don't. He'll do I don't that. Know. I've I've been avoiding that. Okay. I don't. I don't want to read just a little bit. I'd rather. I want to wait and read the whole thing. I, I just yeah. wonder if this whole thing is going to be over before a next book comes out, kind of deal, and how that will affect the 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 book reading followers of this. We brought that up uh, one of the right. podcasts ago, um, but but now me, even more so because of what they're doing now, going beyond the books. 
because they didn't go beyond the book too much. They would go beyond the book a few times, particularly in the last season before this season, you know what I mean? That would just shock and all the fucking whole audience that likes this stuff. But now they've gone really far beyond, you know? Yeah, yeah oh. my, my feeling is if people have spent whatever, however long it takes in iTunes, you know, nine days or, <laughs> or, or if you started reading book one in 1990, what is it? 97? Well, 94, like I think. Yeah. yeah. If you've gone all this way, what are you going to do? Not read it? That's right. my, that, are you, are you fucking kidding me? That book will get read. That book. Will, yeah. When it comes out, if it comes out, when it comes out, people are gonna read it. It'll be no, but uh, what, not, I, what I'm saying is, like, say the say the whole series ends and the whole thing culminates. The TV series, affect, yeah, the TV series. It all ends. Right. It all's wrapped up in this satisfying, right. lovely package. And the last yeah. book hasn't come out yet, and you know how it ends. Are you still gonna want to read? I'm sure. Yeah, the devotees will be. Yeah, I gotta fucking finish this whole fucking dealy. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that would dramatically or, affect the book sales of this thing. Oh, yeah. Unless it ends a different way or something like what that. If it, what if it ends off Battlestar Galactically and, uh, you know, that, and they don't stick the landing? And do you think that will affect the uh, book sales? Who knows? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, think, I think all kinds of factors like that can affect For the sure. book sales. Like, I, I described, I think, last time my my kind of feelings towards how this is this is ending up and, and Grant posted something about this I think a few days ago on Facebook about how <clears throat> the shows are becoming the story sure. rather than the books. Like the the, the the T V show is becoming the main story rather than the books. Um and it's it's gonna be unavoidable it, I mean, we might as well just take it as fact now that the TV series will wrap up before the the final book comes out. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's just a given. And to me, like I said, I think a couple weeks ago, um, if season six hits the airwaves before the before the sixth book hits the shelves, I'm not going to run out and buy the book. I'll get it and I'll read it, but I'm not going to devour it the way I would have like when book five came out, like yeah. book five came out, I canceled plans, like I'm not doing anything, I'm just sitting <laughs> reading this but you know if, if, if we already see the entirety of season six before the sixth book comes out uh, yeah, I'm not going to be in any hurry to read it and then when when this when the the series inevitably wraps up, I don't know how many more years it'll be until the final book comes out, and you know yeah again, right. it'll it'll be more of a slow crawl to the bookstore rather than a sprint you think he's concerned with that? Or the publishers concerned with that, or like, hey, whatever. I I would say the publisher is concerned with it, but I don't think he's concerned with it. Shit. No. 
for for a guy his age. Sure. And how old is he's, he now? He's in his mid mid to late sixties, I think. Oh, that's not so bad. I mean, to, yeah. have, to have your greatest success in like the the last quarter of your life. Sure. Like you know, I mean, it wasn't wild card. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going out on top no matter what. Sure. Yeah. Of course. So, so the fact that he's given an outline for the entire story to the producers right. of the show, he it probably does. also has an envelope. He probably also has an envelope for his publishers that say, you know, if I if I don't finish this book before I die, and you want to hire a writer to finish it for me, here's what I meant to do. Right. Right. Well, like I said, I don't want Toby R R R Martin to wrap this fucker up. <laughs> be upsetting for me. We'll see. I, I know a lot of book people are just probably pretty aggravated with them, though. You know what I'm saying? For taking so long or segueing into this or being concerned with writing fucking Game of Thrones cookbooks and maps of Westeros and his, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, he has sidelined his shit by doing yeah. that. That's, I mean, that's become, a, I think for, for a couple of years there, that was a pretty big issue. And I think right. most most kind of fans have come to terms with that, you know, like because he he's made the statement of like, listen, I'll finish it when I finish it, right? If, you know, and if you're gonna bitch at me, you can fuck off. Yeah. Right. yeah. But that's a little different. That that is a little different dynamic. Of a a series that, let's say, does not have a TV show to kind of parallel it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So no, that's what I said. Like he he's in a very unique situation. He but, he is like I said. He is he is an older he is an older guy, and I mean he's gonna go, he's going out on top. I mean, he's he's oh, had his sure. greatest he's had his greatest successes year like every year seems to be better than the last. Now at this point, does he have does he have kids or anything? I don't know. Yeah, Toby, who's all that money going to? <laughs> Toby and Frank R R Martin and Ronald. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. You know what he's doing? I, I remember one thing that he's doing, because I, I remember reading an interview with him. He bought an old, he bought the old theater that he used to go see movies in as a kid and is paying to have it remodeled pretty much back to its original look because he loves movies. That so. theater is actually active right now, and he's he's had a few um, screenings, and he shows movies there pretty frequently. Like yeah. the whole restoration thing might be might be a new development, but um, mm-hmm. he's just kicking it in Santa Fe, like living living the dream. <laughs> and, yeah. and no matter how many bitchy people are on Twitter, 
<laughs> telling him to hurry up. He's like, yeah. uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm going to watch Road Warrior in my movie theater. <laughs> That's what I feel like doing today. Yeah. Now, now, do y'all think he's gotten uh, a little lazy with timeliness of finishing up those books based on the success of Game of Thrones as a TV show and all? You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what I told Tim on the last podcast, which is yeah. I heard I heard uh, David Benioff, one of the showrunners, mm-hmm. doing an interview. And he was I, – I've gotten so many – I've gotten used to so many people bitching about, like, when is the book coming out? What's going to happen if you die? Sure. Blah, blah, blah. David Benioff said, we have the outline of what he wants to happen. Right. But the reason these stories are so good is because – he takes the time to think about them. Sure. And, and you know, that that's not a matter of just sitting at your computer. It's not like Lee, you coloring pages where, like, you get a bunch of pages and, like, you got to get them done. And, yeah. Yeah, them here's 36 pages, like, get to work, don't slack off, and just get them done. Like, that's not the case with this story, you know. He needs time to think about these characters and what they're going to say and what they're going to do and that's that takes time. And but, that's the only that's the only time I've heard someone be forgiving or even mention uh not take a bitchy approach about it, you know. But 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 the kind of caveat to that is um the kind of mixed reviews you get when you're looking at books 1 through 5 Mm-hmm. Four and five get so many mixed reviews; it's ridiculous. There's yeah, it's like kind I've of heard that in the middle. We're like, what the fuck? I waited all this time for this, and other people are like, oh, it's great. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he gets really extraneous in those two books. You know what I mean? I've heard. Where, I mean, I've heard that the, from you, both you one, him two, and Grant. three. It is yeah. across the board, just like. You're not going to get any one-star reviews. It's just across the board, like, this fucking rocks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That kind of deal. I think that on on a more practical, pragmatic level, I, I think that he is a guy who, he has, he had a career, he had a career in Hollywood that he probably had enough experience to make him somewhat jaded about the experience and I think the success of this show had to be overwhelming to a point point where he maybe realized like oh shit all of this extra stuff that I'm doing is impeding my 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 production I, right. I think I think just on a on a human level, he probably had to realize that. Like that when 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 giant fame comes to somebody who the, the day before could walk down the street and no one would recognize them. Right. But I mean, how often? I mean, aside from like J.K. Rowling, how many famous authors? Do you know to see them? You know what I mean. Stephen King, oh, yeah, Stephen King, King J.K. Rowling, 
um, so I mean, he he basically in the span from from episode one of season one to the end of season one, like that was just like a rocket to stardom for him and fame, and he became as a personality he became in demand, and right. th- those demands became demands upon his time. And it, it had to be it had to be overwhelming in the way that fame and celebrity can be overwhelming to somebody not prepared for it. Oh, yeah. sure, absolutely. So, 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 so be, be that as it may. So, uh, Tim, maybe you could answer this question a lot more than I could without looking it up. I'm sure I can easily look it up, but you might already have the answer. So, first season of Game of Thrones on HBO. What was what book was he in the middle of doing or writing or whatever? What had already come out? You know what I'm saying? He had already one, wrote, wrote, written one, two, and three. Yes. One, two, three, and four. The first and four books four. were out when. Okay, when this, so four yeah. came out before the show. Before came the out. show started. Yep. Okay, and five came out during. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that fucking that fifth book probably. For better or for worse, just the sales on that kind of skyrocketed way beyond expectations because of so many fans watching the show, yeah. yes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and when did I'm, that come out? What season did that fifth book come out? Do you recall? Uh, you have that I, it came out when I was still at the bookstore. Okay. And I, I quit the bookstore in 2012. So, I think wow. it came out sometime in 2012. So season two or three, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, no wonder everybody's kind of clamoring for, like, I'm sure you have that faction, the, the book devotees that are like, motherfucker, please come out with these books before that fucking show ends. You know what I mean? We've been with you the whole time. I can see how that can alienate his readership. Do you know what I mean? Where his, um, because of like what you said and you know what it probably exactly happened you know you get this hit show comes out you're writing for it as well and this whole thing is just blown up where game of thrones stuff especially stuff that he's involved in is in demand right. and it will it's going to fuck with the you're doing interviews you're going to conventions sure. you have the money now to to Take pursue pet projects sure yeah, and and that and like you could, you know, the 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 books almost become secondary to 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 to, to all this, you know, and, but you know I can see him just saying like, well, hey, <laughs> you know, I'll get him done. Well, that's what he's doing. Well, here's the thing though, too. Here's the thing. Let me caveat this real quick. I I think book readers are frustrated because the unknown release date of the next book gets speculated upon, gets like kind of thrown out there and gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that is due to a number of things, of course, especially the mm-hmm. stuff we you, you have mentioned and all that stuff like that. But I think that really alienates the, his, his, his book reading crowd. And I'm not talking about the ones that are just huge fans of the show, just ones that are just like, staunch book readers from him from the get-go and want to see this thing would love to see this thing resolved before any uh people that caught on afterward 
see the resolution of it. They don't want to see the resolution on the fucking their television screen before they want to see it in book form. That's right. the deal. You know, I don't know how many of those are. I'm sure they're they're vast and they are legion or whatever. But well, I think because because so many people um, jumped on board, me, me included, sure. because of the yeah. TV show. I wonder. I wonder what the criticisms of book five would be if it had just been his loyal readers reading it. Because I, I thought it was great. Right. You know, that like I, yes. that I liked yes. it, but I wonder if people who were used to um, the TV show or that read them all four of them, like bam, 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 all, all right in right. a row, and then read book five. Um, because right, if that changed their tune, because right. of like, what the fuck, man? It's just right, because four. I've said it before, books three and four are actually one giant book. Um, and that's why in the TV show, there were things happening in the show from book four before things from book three were happening. Because books three and True. four, he divide, he has, by the time book by the time he's on book three, he has so many point of view characters, he can't include them all in one book. So he has to divide it into two books. So you you read all of book three, and you're like, well, what the hell happened with this person? What the hell happened with that person? You know. And then and then book four is all of those other characters. Um, well, that's why book three was split into two seasons, and it incorporated mm-hmm. stuff from book four in it. Yeah, you know? and. So yeah, so I wonder, I wonder how many um, how many readers were disappointed by book five because right? No, that is an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, because of the accelerated uh, thing of watching some of the plot points taking place, watching the show, for sure. You know, that is interesting for sure. We'll never know. I'll buy the books or listen to the books or whatever. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. you know. Uh, I I I'm pretty sure they're gonna end the show how he has laid it out, unless he takes a turn and says, oh, sure. "Guess yeah. what?" Which could happen. I'm sure. But but the, you you know the book. I don't know if they're follow, They're not. They are following the same kind of road. Of course, it's obvious. Of course. But there's so many other roads that they're addressing or that are taking place or that characters that are still hopping around that are kind of dead on the show, you know what I'm saying, or are happening in the book. So I don't mind them incorporating that in the – you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, 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 they exist as two – the thing is this, though, you know, which I think a lot of people have a hard time under wrapping their heads around is they're two separate entities. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they obviously are. You know, I don't think there's a book reader out there that doesn't watch the show. I imagine they all watch the show. I can't imagine a book reader going, oh, fuck that, I'm just reading shit. Oh, you know there's there's that guy out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even own the TV. <laughs> there's the Joe White of the... Uh, of the uh... I'm, not, right. I'm, not even on, I'm not even on Facebook. Right. right, yeah, there's that there's, guy. There's yeah. that guy. Yeah, there's that guy. <laughs> and I wish I was that guy. <laughs> no, but it, 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 I, I, I think this is a, uh, 
I, mean, I don't know if this is the first time in history where something like this has kind of occurred. Do you know? No, what I, mean? I was I was saying uh, the Akira manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. That's a good point. I was thinking that as well. Yeah, yeah the ahead. movie came out two or three years before the comic finished. Um, well, yeah. the um, the Harry Potter uh, series. She managed to she managed to bust her ass and get that last book out before the movies caught up to her. Um, right. Yeah, she got real and, lucky with. It. And just just like that series, they had to cut so much stuff from the books in order to make the movies, you know, not nine hours long. Right. Right. Um, so I I I think. Uh, you know, that's it's just it's just the transition, like you said. It's it's a different product. It's the same story, but it's a different product, and and you got to be sensible and think. You got to realize that shit has to get edited out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I I, uh, I think it's the first time on this kind of level. You know what I mean? This pop culture mm-hmm. level that you know, and that I I think that's a good thing. Obviously, you know what I mean? It generates, uh, I mean, it just generates with us. Just It provokes conversation and, oh, you know what I'm saying? It just really kind of just enriches that whole world, you know? And that, that, that maybe ultimately is what's most successful about this thing, you mm-hmm. know? Which is awesome, which is which is great. And that's his legacy, let's say. You know, it's his grand fucking opus. You know, it, I mean, it, it arrived across multi-platforms of just entertainment. And it just continues to, you know, piss us off and provoke us and have us <laughs> talk about it on fucking podcasts fucking three hours. You know what I'm saying? That kind yeah. of stuff, you know, that level. That, 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 that's fascinating to me. Instead of like, oh, here's an adaptation of a book series that already happened, and blah, 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 blah. I just want to follow along, and I might take a little course. Like, you could take, like, Under the Dome, for instance, you know? That was just one book, right? Right. And they, you know, they, they, they got, like, two or three seasons. I think the third season's about to start. And that deviated from it, of course, you know what I mean, into ridiculous levels or whatever. But that's fine. It's just a whole, it's a whole other animal and it, when it comes to this, where you have, an unfinished story and there's overlap and all this stuff. And then you have people get pissed off if this happened or they showed this and never showed it. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. But I think it inspires people that do watch the show to pick up the books. Yeah. That's included, you know, inspire, you know, that's, that's always a good thing. I never felt, uh, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, I know, I know Grant has said this before. um, and, And I agree with him that I hope, I hope the success of the show um, leads to more serious takes on the fantasy genre like this, you know, cause, sure. cause I, I think it has already. Like, well, I feel like they can't go back to like Xena warrior princess and Hercules. And no, you can't go back to that. Um, and so, I, well, I, you know, there's a lot of other material out there that, that could be mined for shows like this and, um, sure. Yeah, and they talk yeah. about it all the time. Like, if you go on genre yeah. websites and all the I don't well, what other thing besides Game of Thrones could make an excellent blah, blah, blah? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And you, you well, that's a, that's the whole reason Outlander even fucking exists. Oh, I'm I'm it's sure I'm sure the success yeah. of of Game of Thrones led directly to to that uh, development deal. Sure, I mean if, yeah. if you think of, think about it this way, let me let me break this down in the simplest of forms. Think about the biggest fantasy stuff that everybody knows about. What are they? <laughs> Game of Thrones and what else? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, is, then, is there a then, contender? Yeah, I think I think on, I think the next rung down on the ladder, and you joked yeah. about it earlier, but it's the Dragonlance books. Sure, but do you, I mean, I'm no, I'm just talking about how many people in society at large, just norms or whatever, people you're going to see at a food cart or fucking at the well, gas station or whatever. I'll tell you, I'll, Lee. I mean, if you think about it, before before that first Lord of the Rings movie came out. Who read those books? Nerds. Yeah, nerds and, for sure. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Be- and before and before Game of Thrones was a thing, the only people who read those books were like hardcore fantasy novel reading dorks. Well, yeah, I was reading yeah. sort of the Sha Na 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 Ra 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 Ra, and uh, I was really excited <laughs> reading Lone Wolf. Remember that shit? So. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think I think that type of thing. I don't think that's sure. as much a factor uh, that it's an unknown to the general public. No, 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 no. But no, I'm just uh, just speaking in just just popular generalities of what uh, just mm-hmm. your mother would know. You know, if you ask your mom, hey, what are the what fantasy things? You know, she's like, well, how's that Game of Thrones and that um, you know the People of the Ring or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that could, things they might have heard of type of deal. You know what I mean? And that, that's, oh, I'm just talking about the, the, the successful you know, nature of something like this, where even if you don't watch it, you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know plenty of people that I would love to watch a show that are aware of it that don't watch it. And that probably would never will watch it. But they are aware of it. They hear about it. You know what Walters. I mean? Walters. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I, hey, I never watched Gilmore Girls, but I'm aware of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying. You're missing out. I'm not watching yeah. Scandal. Maybe I should. Right. I don't know. <laughs> that kind of that that kind of stuff where your mom might have caught a glimpse. Like if you ask your parents, like, "Hey, you heard of Game of Thrones?" They'd be like, "I'm sure they have." Mm-hmm. Where they have to know what the hell it is or whatever. They've heard it somewhere mentioned or whatever. You know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of deal. Same with Lord of the Rings and all that stuff like that. So I, I definitely think just even if that's even if those two are the biggest things in fa- the, the pinnacle of all fantasy fiction, you know what I mean, when it comes to this type of material, that's still a good thing, of course, you know. And mm-hmm. I think you'll have, uh, you know, especially when this is all over, let's say, in two years or whatnot, you'll have people clamoring. It'll resonate, and you'll have people clamoring for the next Game of Thrones you know what I mean? Well, I, I wonder if somebody's going to try and get the next thing started before. Sure. Oh, I I, yeah. I, I, I bet they're mi- they're mining everything right now to try to figure it all out. Hence, you got Outlander. Let's say, you know, they're, they they are definitely fucking just 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 delving into. Wow, how can we repeat the success of this? What out there can compete with this type like of deal? Sh- Showtime like has an entire platoon 
of uh, nerds people <laughs> scouring the country. Sword of the If I got a Dragonlance series out of this, I'd be out of a boners. Yeah. Right. Who knows? They might be reading Hyperion, or who knows what the fuck they're reading. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know. They they yeah. They they're definitely out there fucking trying to figure out how we're gonna do this, that, or the fucking other for sure. They definitely can, are. That's beyond a shadow of a doubt. I can remember. I can remember when that uh, the Dragonheart movie came out. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I am the last, I am the last one. When uh, yeah, Dennis Quaid is that main character. My name is not Quaid. Um, I remember, I remember when I saw the first promotional stuff for that. I thought, holy shit, he would be the perfect uh, Tannis half elven in a Dragon Lance movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the god, that was what fifteen years ago. More than that. Yeah. Christopher Walken. <laughs> Somebody look that up. I got to find out when that was made. That was like the first fully realized CGI dragon, yes? Mm-hmm. Look it up. Look it up, Adam. You got nothing better to do. <laughs> I'm at work right now. Sorry. No one's buying Camel Crushes now, motherfucker. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's, been, it's been busy tonight. It's been weird. Huh? Been busy tonight. It's been weird. Asians inundating you with requests. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's good. You know, normally the you know I I love dabbling a little. But you know, I was the biggest proponent against fucking uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that stuff. Not to say I didn't grow up with some of that. I never grew up reading the books. I grew up watching the cartoons and all that, you know, Rankin Bass, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Black Cauldron, all that fun fucking shit. Black Unicorn even, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I grew up loving that stuff, even sort of the shana ra 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 And, uh, you know, I, but I was never the hugest, I, I guess it kind of, even Dragonlance and even fucking the Dungeons and Dragons books. Do you remember the Dungeons and Dragons books? Rogue mm-hmm. and Die. Like I said, with the, yeah, I see that lone wolf out there. I know you know what I'm talking about, player. Throwing dice out and shit in the book, throwing dice. They, they don't player, know player. what's going on. Motherfuckers don't know what it is like to read a book and throw dice at the same time as reading a book. <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know the interactive. They don't know the melding of two worlds where you get six-sided while reading. No one knows that. They think a choose-your-own-adventure, yeah, turn to this page. Nah, you have to roll fucking dice before you turn a page. What's that about? Dope as shit. Thank you, Steve Jackson. I am for real. Um, <laughs> that's a dope shit, though. That's what we together. Anyway, uh, I, you know, I would make, you know, I was like, uh, what is this shit? Blah, 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 blah. Like when any of this stuff comes out. But, you know, I, and the basic example of like, wow, once you start delving into this shit for real, it's fucking awesome. It's just great fucking shit. You know, and if you could turn a guy like me over to that, even though, you know, I do have the fucking elfin dorky nerd roots and that shit like that, but I wasn't a huge, you know, because sometimes when you're dealing with, like, young genre fans, they're usually fantasy guys or sci-fi guys. That's how I grew up. You like sci-fi, you like fantasy shit. You didn't really like both. 
you know, and I was more on the sci-fi shit. Like I would absorb myself in reading sci-fi stuff and not the fantasy stuff. Let's say it wasn't. You know it I'm wasn't saying? until recently that someone explained to me the difference between high fantasy and low fantasy. I know it's a really common distinction among um, fantasy novels and stuff. Well, I don't know that shit either. Why don't you explain it to me? Well, In the rest my understanding, yeah, my understanding of it is high fantasy is is more fantastical, has to do with more magic and stuff. It's it's kind of like high, high concept fantasy, sure. whereas low fantasy is kind of what Game of Thrones is, where it is it, it it's based more grounded. It's more grounded and it has to deal more with uh, character studies and it's the fantasy aspect of it is plays kind of a lesser role in, in the main story. Um, I think the fact that game of Thrones is the, the main meat of game of Thrones is really relatable and it's really kind of character driven and it's not, it doesn't have to do with any wacky conceptual stuff makes it more accessible. And, you know, going back to the original thing, like, um, it's not it's not just book readers that are watching this show. The sure. big appeal of the show is that um kind of like what you were saying when you watched the first five minutes, you're like, What yeah. is this wall? Who are these people chopping off heads? Like it, sure. it really sucks you in immediately. And there's no yeah. jargon that you have to you know, get get acclimated towards No, um, there's that's the thing. They're not talking like this now, this. Right, right. <laughs> Thank God. They drop the f bomb and uh, you know shit, and they they curse just like we do, and I think they that do. makes it uh, more accessible. Well, they have a nice balance of talking the other way and in a normal way. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, no one not... no one really curses the way Lee does. No, yeah, of course the fuck not. But <laughs> it's, it's just how. How much for your little clam is about as Lee Duhigg as I've ever seen this show get? And that's why I was hooting and pumping my fist when that asshole said that line. What? How much for your little clam? <laughs> Oysters, clams, and cockles. Oysters, clams, and cockles. I like, I like and cockles. the cockles part. Yeah. <laughs> How much for your little clam? <laughs> Good stuff. That's some Lee Duhigg shit right there. Yep. After he said that, you expect him to say words. <laughs> <laughs> What's our runtime so far? How long we got on this podcast? We are three hours and 20 minutes in. I think that's pretty good for a <laughs> non-wrap-up. <laughs> We've still got one more. Yep. Well, I think I think we've covered uh, a lot of shit uh, tonight that we probably would have covered after the season ends. And props to us for remaining on topic for most of the most of the yeah i don't I don't think we uh talked about anything else no. yeah 
props to us. We're pretty good at this, huh? (laughs) Turn professional. Yeah. You know what it is? It took about eight years. Because Walters didn't call in. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, yeah, boy. One more Sunday, it's gonna be great. Yeah. And then, like, like I said, if if they end the season the way they end, if they end the season five the way they end book five, then we're all gonna be we're all gonna be eagerly anticipating season six together. It'll be I great. think. Yeah, I think that proposition is pretty enticing. I think everybody is kind of excited for that. So you guys want to call it a night? I think so. I think that's a good... I think we ended strong. And we, I think we addressed everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. We are so exhausted any, that uh, he passed out. Yeah. <laughs> any, any final thoughts, Lee? Oh, shit. Lee. Lee's gone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe my joke about... Uh, uh, word after uh, how much is your clam? That might have, uh, maybe that offended him. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is pretty sensitive. <laughs> or maybe he's maybe he said Koreans and passed out, and we just didn't hear it. Could be, could be. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, it's good talking to you. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll all get another text message in the middle of the night next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, I just got one right now. Hold on. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. But uh, let's talk next week. Sounds good. Wrap, Wrap this shit up. Late Night Lounge, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Bye, guys. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.